millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week in league, the Fafita brothers prove they're dumber than the McIntyres and Valentes combined. The Newcastle Knights prove you can't get blood or decent performances out of a stone. Turns out JT owns a house for every premiership the Cowboys would have won if not for conspiracies. And we preview all of the action for round 21 of the 2015 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 199 of This Week in League on Nate. And I'm Glenn. First things first, special welcome to all our new listeners as always. And uh, this, Hi, is gonna be, this is going to be a record-breaking month for us, so fucking sensational. I was going to say you said that last month, but it was just last week. Yeah, it was just last week I said that. You yeah. did. So, uh, love breaking records. Oh, I love breaking record-breaking records. motherfuckers. And go on like the a broken record. And the fucking best. <laughs> We go on like a broken record, and you know, it's you know, undefeated asterisk, you know, like the Tigers always that year, undefeated asterisk. Yep, yep, I do. And then it gets to this time of year, <laughs> and it's just... Oh, it's just, cold. I just wanted to... Flu season, flu season oh, comes in, so, fuck's so sake. people getting sick. I've got a we're not, we're not sick at the moment, though. I mean, you're not, that, you're not sick at the moment. You don't seem to be. I'm good. You're yep. always sniffing, but I mean, that's cocaine. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Well, it's a hell of a drug. It's also a, a hell of a, a hell of a way to stay awake when you drive home after doing the show for a couple of hours. True. At midnight. I um, I do constantly have sinus issues. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Um. So all the fuckheads who comment about me sniffing and coughing, fucking pay for his, pay for his nose job. You know. Yeah. And fucking <laughs> give me a blow job while you're at it, and then go and fucking work your day job. You fuckheads. <laughs> Um, P.S. You know, if you really want to come and sit in a seat, more than welcome. Pull your fucking head out of the trough. We'll put your lightsaber down. You know who you are. Come and sit in a seat. Man up. Put a performance together that comes anywhere near the same fucking universe, solar system that I produce week to week and have done for six years straight. Then you can comment. Till then, shut your fucking mouth. <coughs> So basically, this was about there was a welcoming coffee. There, you see that? This was this is about did there? this was about welcoming new listeners, and you just gone on a diatribe. That pretty much fucking yeah. Well, I welcome the new listeners. It's some of the old ones I wish fuck off. <laughs> this week, no, episode. no, I love you all equally. You're all great. <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and thirty day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. I <laughs> said Audible Troll. No. I was like, oh man, Audible Troll would be like, sensa- it'd be sensational. Nathan Gillis edition. Just, just me, re- just me reading books. <laughs> oh, look, there'd be a uh, Leo Blakely selection. Would be uh, Pepper Pig. Yeah. Oh, they got Pepper Pig up there. Can't actually talk, but uh, he looks at the screen every time he sees anything related to Pepper. 
I was like, is that Trotters? Is he, is he? crawled through my bathroom window again? Oh, no, no, it's just Leah. Um, and now we've got the... We started on longer trips. We started putting the Peppa Pig DVD in the in the um, car in the car in the back of the headrest. So now he's got used to it. Yep. So, so now he when he gets picked up from from nannies, <laughs> which is a prob- approximately a fucking three minute drive from home, <laughs> <laughs> pointing at the screen. <laughs> yeah, kid knows what he wants. <laughs> Just give him a Peppa Pig book, Audible. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can get a Peppa Pig book from audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. Otherwise, have a recommendation later in the show. Now, mailbag. First thing first. This one came through quite early in the week. I thought we'd address it on the show, though. And uh, it came from Ryan Finance. You know, this is obviously, this. we'll file this in the section of these cuts. Don't talk about football till an hour into the show. Inspirational motherfucker, don't let me down. I've given you a rap. Don't talk shit about us. I've got a suggestion for the next show, boys. Pick your team's Mount Rushmore from when you've been alive. Oof. Go. No pressure. Do, do I have to say just the West Tigers, or can I? Well, this is this is uh, just from I when can't you've been alive. Magpies. From, well, no, no, from when you've been alive. So yes, you can. So you know Trevor Cog is fucking straight in there. Well, Trevor Cog, Trevor Cog will be at the top. Oh, look, let me do a West Tigers one. Um, Benji, Robbie, Gaddeth, Gaddeth, Hino. No, but I oh, know it's not the only one I know for sure. It isn't is Fitz Henry. Oh fuck! Please. <laughs> please. Oh, uh, Paddy Richards. How many have you got? Four. You got, yeah, you got four. You got four? four total to deal with. Yeah, okay. so you got three now. So Gaddeth, Robbie, Benji. I have to say, Princey. Oh. Wasn't there for that long in the scheme of things, really. Yeah, but fuck, has a player had a bigger impact? Oh, well, you know, some would say Benji has. I mean, certainly Robbie hasn't. <laughs> uh, Western Suburbs Magpies, from my impact on my uh, football-watching pedigree, uh, Trevor Cogger. Farrow. No, Western Suburbs Magpies. <laughs> Trevor Cogger. Hey, Rod, Andrew. Ray. Rod, Rod Petherbridge. Stan Presdy. Stan Presdy, I knew you'd get a run. And. Oh, fucking hell. David Gillespie. Yeah, I mean, you, can, you can put him in yours if you want. I mean, I know where he'd rather be, but. <laughs> God! <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't put the him last in yours anyway. You can have the him. Last spot's hard. I don't know. I think, yeah, you think like Golden Era. You know, you have to be. Had to be Beaver, Tubes, Cliffy, and who would the other one be? The last one. Desi. Nah, fuck him. Um, see, someone like from back in, like if you go, you see, this is Sure, him. you'd have Brett Stewart if, in there. If, yeah, see, Brett Stewart, Jamie Lyon, Matai, like all those guys I rate very highly over, you know. Yeah, you only get over, four, mate. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I'm just saying, but that'd be the one at the last fuck position. Fuck off. No. How fucking dare you, cunt? What's your name, fucking Glenn Penn? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Blakely. <laughs> Hyphenated Blakely Kelly. Yeah, fucking Glenn Penn. Now, um, <laughs> so, yeah, sounds let's, sexy. Let's, sounds somewhere trotters at hang out. Sounds, sounds <laughs> In <something>. a Glenn Penn. <laughs> <laughs> so look at the last one. Oh, geez, it's it, that last one. It's fucking hard, isn't it? Oh, see, like, I want to say Brett Stewart, but then I'm like, well, you know, math wife. Like, uh, it's tough. 
it's tough, but then you think of the other era, you know, like, you go like, well, what about the fucking early 2000s era? And you go like, Brendan Reeves, <laughs> Michael Barty. <laughs> fucking hell. John Mullane. <laughs> Darren Willis. Grant Wooden. <laughs> Gary Winter, Fuck. aka the guy that was out of jail on a murder rap. Um, couldn't fucking play football. Apparently, he's better at killing people than playing football. Oh, jeez, we had some shit-ass players. Nick Bradley Galalala. I remember him. <laughs> Andrew Walker, but after we got after the cane in rugby, but before the cane in rugby league. Oh, just... Did I ever tell you the story about um, uh, Mick Gillette when he had a, a kicking coach at, when he was at the Sydney Tigers? I think it was fucking called, or even the very early days of the West Tigers. If you did, season. if you did, if you did, I, I can't remember it. So he had a kicking coach, and um, he'd work he worked extensively in rugby union. Mm. And he said that, like, they used to do a drill, say it was from 30 metres out, put a bomb up and land it, yep. you know, On this like little... in a fucking hula hoop yep. sort of thing. <clears throat> and apparently the guys that were the most accurate, yep. like, we're talking fucking eight to nine times out of ten they'd landed in there. Ricky Stewart. Yep, fair enough. Andrew Walker. Yeah. Andrew Walker, talented dude. Never Fuck fucking... Yeah, does this game, like, was it against... Oh, the Sharks or the Dragons, like back when he was with Manly, and they were leading like fucking like twenty six nil. Where did he start at? Uh, oh, fuck, he had Dragons. He had, did he play for the Dragons? See, I want to say yes, but he had time like you know, yeah, the Manly time and the East time and yeah, yeah. Fuck. Then he was over. Then he like he played for Australia in rugby, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was like actually went really good over there. Yeah. Who did he fucking play for though in rugby though? Like Brumbies or New South Wales or fucking? He played. He played provincial. Look, right? I want to say the Waratahs. Yeah, but again, fucking rugby. We need fuck rugby. research shit. Well, if we're well, talk well, about why it. we bring? We don't fact check this shit, especially fucking union because it's not even a sport we acknowledge and we don't re- we don't recognise it as a sport. Hash Twill Rushmore. Yes. Send us in your uh, your suggestions. And I know, some your you, I know some of you guys have, uh, have done it before, but you know it bears repeating, and we'll uh, we'll read out some of the the best ones next week. Erebus Chaos, the question for you. Is it wrong to buy the jersey of a club you don't support because you like the look of it, such as the Marvel ones? I wouldn't do it, but I've, I fucking love that Captain America. Both of the variations of the Captain America jersey for East. Yeah. But I'll never buy an East jersey. Yeah. I love the Spider-Man one. Yeah. I'm never going to buy a Knights jersey. Fuck no. So... Nice jersey. Hate the fucking war machine thing. Not going to buy that either. <laughs> yeah, I just think I'm buying a, buying another jersey for another team is absolutely fucking outrageous. And I mean, yeah, you should uppercut yourself in the in the fucking jaw oh, multiple little, times to even think about it. Speaking of wearing jerseys, yeah, wore my uh, Tool Nation jersey to the uh, Broncos game Friday night. Yeah. And uh, at halftime, I was walking back. Pretty down, much raped, right? Walking back down the stairs. <laughs> I had my jacket. It was a little bit cool. Yeah. I had my jacket done up, but you could still see the see the, the, the jersey, the chevron, if you will. Yeah. And uh, walking down the stairs, this guy bows me out. He goes, "What fucking jersey is that?" I was like, uh, "Excuse me, your jersey? What fucking jersey is that?" I said, "Oh, it's from my podcast." There's mate. an Irish guy. I just get the accent. Yeah. Of Irish. Come on now. <coughs> so he's like, "It looks like County Offaly in the hurling." <laughs> Because <laughs> no, I've got a County Offaly jersey, and, and, and like, my mate played from it, and, um, and yeah, and it's it's the same, it's similar colour scheme, Sweet like ass. yellow and green. He goes, "You fucking what? Your your podcast? <laughs> yeah, mate. Pod- you oh. fucking gobshite. <laughs> <laughs> what 
Yes. Ah, I fucking like it. That's fucking nice. <laughs> so thanks very much, mate. So he went away to um, have another 1,400 Guinnesses on the night, I'm pretty sure, and uh, walked away a little bit chuffed. Yeah. Chuffed with myself. I there did. you go. Huge in Ireland. Someone else posted a photo of some guy. Yeah, and that was, uh, that was, uh, that was Jimmy. <coughs> and I, and I, that was Jimmy who posted Jimmy, the photo? No, no, it was, it was another, guy, another guy who posted the photo of Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Hinn. Jim Panzee fifteen, I think, on Twitter. But yeah, I saw that photo, and so I go, I fucking open up the spreadsheet that I've got with all the names and yeah, numbers yeah. that people got, and I'm going fifteen. Has someone got a fifteen? No, it's not that because there's a name, and I and I know that guy fifteen with no name. There he is, Jim Panzee. There you go. So I tweeted him and said, "Is that you?" And he goes, "Yeah, that is me." Nice. And, he, and those two are fucking getting gay married now. Oh, really? It's just like. That's what we do. Things move quickly in Twill Nation. Oh, so they should. Shit escalated they'll fast. Be having, they'll be having babies here shortly. Yeah, I, bl- I believe that. Naming them Nate and Glenn. I, yeah, I believe they're going to uh, catch up and have a beer or ten at that very local there, because it's their local, both their local. I love it. So there you go. Bringing people together. It's, I don't know. It might be a bit of a wank for some people. Fuck, I get a buzz out of seeing yeah. people wear our stuff. Like, yeah. It's fucking fantastic. Love seeing it on TV and stuff. It's great when yeah. you see, like, you, you actually, you know, see people, you pick it up across the fucking way yeah. when you're at a game or something like that, you know, it's good. Slowly, slowly. It's good in that hotel LA when together. you see, like, where there's tons of scarves. Oh, and yeah. There's, it was, like, a mass gathering. It's great. It's fucking fantastic. Can't wait for Grand for Grand. Like, it's going to be fucking ridiculous, too, yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, sorry to answer your question, Erebus Cast. Um, no fucking way do you ever buy a jersey for another team. <laughs> if you do, you're an absolute fucking shit fan. And, um, and yeah, you need to get... A fucking left hook uppercut from Mike Tyson for your troubles. Jesus. If just for thinking about it, if you actually did it, something else. Ronda Rousey, you fucking both arms. M51 Avoider. After everything that's happened in league this week, this week in league will need to be a four to five hour episode. And I'll, s- Wrong. I'll sleep at the two hour mark. So. Wrong. <laughs> Good luck with that, mate. <laughs> yeah, right. But the, the NRL can fucking throw what it likes at us. I mean, look, you know, maybe we'll touch three, but oh, yeah. Pretty streamlined these days. Special K Online. Uh, somewhere SKD is sitting around saying, thank fuck for those for Feeder Brothers. <laughs> he really has dropped out, out, of the, out of the mix. So, I mean, it'll come back when he start, when he tries to play again. It'll come back in the mix because I, I, rumour is, well, he could even... Is he named this week or he could be he could be back pretty shortly? So, it'll all surface again. Beer Boy 182. This is something that saw a bit of a shit fight over the weekend. They're not letting Sharks fans into Dogs League Club if wearing merch. They can eat some bags of dicks in the clubs together losing. So this the That's Canterbury really Leagues Club tweeted someone and I don't want to fucking get it wrong, but I think it was Mitch and um Hang on a sec. I know. Hooper. <laughs> oh right. I think he asked a question or someone like Sado Dan asked a question. It was definitely those two who were in the tweet. Canterbury Leagues Club replied and said, Sorry, our policy is that you can't get in if you're wearing opposition shit on game day now I'm bit I've we've fucking you've been to, to the manly one a number yeah. of times as well what if you what if <coughs> you buy membership at the door what if your family what if your husband and wife and one's a member of one and you know and one's a member of the other and you go to the football with your missus and it just happens to be you know your, your home game now I, seems fairly petty the reason I bring it up though is I wanted I actually heard that maybe like Tigers, I don't know which one, but maybe one of them actually do it, and maybe Parramatta do it at times as well. But I so Western, obviously Western Sydney, where you know the, the fans are, are, you know, fucking degenerates and likely to stab people if they're wearing the wrong colours. 
<laughs> South Central colours, <laughs> colours. But um, I would like to get the other members of Twill Nation to just hit us back and let us know if their club has the same policy. Like I can, I can specifically, I can remember specific instances at fucking manly leagues when went back after the 2007 grand final and there was a cunt there in a storm jersey and like I'd already oh, why I'd already fucking like my brother peacemaker can you imagine that the amount of time, fights I tried to get into after that game I was so fucking pissed off and then I see this guy in the fuck it, and I was just like oh, I wanted to bash him so bad but I didn't because I'm not like that that's what dogs fans do M51 avoider again shirt idea for this week in league take the best day of twitter blow ups and print all the tweets on it have one a year Fuck, you yeah. could have filled 14,000 shirts with some of the horse shit from the last week or oh, so. Oh, mate, there were some certain Penrith elements and all dogs elements, essentially. I saw otherwise rational tweeters talking about having to riot and, like, all sorts of fuckery. Wow. And then you had, you know, then you had James Chapman. <laughs> you know, just Chapo being Chapo. But he was actually just being Chapo, though. But there were some legit, like, GT351 underscore Johns on Twitter. Love the man. Always tweets us. Fucking, he's he's been been with us for a very long time. He's now as broken oh as my God, his home he... country's economy. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> fucking went off. And like he always, he'll have like a bitch like straight after a game, and then you know about two or three years later, he's fucking all good. Like you know, he's calmed down again. But smashes this, some plates. This and... time he was two days. Just he was still going. Just mate, I don't think he slept. I think he probably yeah. hit some ice. And um, yeah, not good. Not good. Unky D. Partook in some anal sex, which is what Greek people do, apparently. All right. A bit of history there from straight from the mouth of Glenn Blakely. Well, not necessarily the mouth. As for that, as for that shirt, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. As a shirt, I don't know. I wouldn't wear it. Yeah, yeah, because it wouldn't have us on it. You just have these fucking people that you know we don't necessarily, you. Don't, don't necessarily even follow. Hey, wait. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, I have to take a photo. Um, <clears throat> Unky D. Why did you put them back? I can't function. <laughs> you functioned for like 20 fucking minutes. Yeah, and then I noticed it. Yeah, then you noticed it. I'll just take a little photo there that people can see um, see what you love so much. Unky D. Remember when Benchy first got benched? Yet another app where G almost walked out. Ah, good times. Hash twill reminiscing. Yeah, it's been a lot. So people, if you, I mean, he's done this hashtag, hash twill reminiscing. By all means, reminisce away, fellas. I'm very interested to hear see what you remember, because let me tell you, I don't fucking remember last week. Yeah, sorry. Shark man, I remember that vaguely. <laughs> that was fun. And I was 20. <laughs> I am, um, is that bad? I had a really fucking good, I remember I had a really good rant. Um, not a rant, but a, a really good fucking motivational speech at the end of the 2010 season when Manly had like you know and they were going ten into, guys out and they yeah, were going yeah. in against the, the Dragons and the people that are going to star in the grand final this season for Manly haven't even been born yet. Oh, you remember? See, I don't remember I a thing. Remember that. I remember people talk about the talk about the thing, but I can't. I could not tell no, you. I love word. that. That's one of the <coughs> your finest moments. One yeah. of your finest. Okay, You've I, had a lot of fucking shit moments, <laughs> generally at my expense. That's one of your better ones. And I can't, of course, remember the original, the original fucking bet, the first ever bet, with the head painting and everything. Yeah. That was, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget that. Got it on YouTube and everything. Fucking six <laughs> years of just being downtrodden. <clears throat> yeah. Playing the victim, apparently. Well, yeah. Well, not only yeah. playing the victim, I've actually being been the victim because yeah. my team's been fucking fairly ordinary for most of the past six years. 
Yeah, I mean, is that real? Is that playing the victim when you're just like being 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 yourself? I mean, being the situation, you're playing the, the hand you're dealt. <laughs> People are so harsh to me. Just a little Aussie battler trying to make his way in a tough, harsh world. Yeah, uh, Tall Hayden, and he's come in that uh, Canterbury League's not letting anyone wear the opposition colours. Does this mean they also won't, like, won't let Chapo in in his Dragons jersey? <laughs> Matty McP25, wearing my This Week in League jersey and drinking a McCafe coffee. Am I Glenn now? You should be. You're close. You're close. G Campbell underscore 88, back on the uh, old uh, interchange reduction thing. Reduction of interchange won't do anything next year. Just see an increase in forwards going off for concussion tests. Why? Because well, they get a, you know, they they, they get an interchange because they've gone off for a concussion oh. test. <laughs> right, and okay. They come back and they pass the test. Yeah. <laughs> they still need one to get back on though, don't they? But it gets them off, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, you could easily. Yeah. Watch the, oh, I predict something in the in, from the realm of maybe Melbourne or, or Canterbury where that may happen. Yep. And that may be the missing link. I mean, maybe Cassiano just gets fucking suspected concussed concussion. Concussed every week. Well, he doesn't actually get concussed. Suspected concussed. And then you can be like, <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't all right, guys. <laughs> Had some pies. I'm back ready, ready to fucking rip in again, boys. Dashing Dan one. He sent us some uh, some hash at Birdo's shit facts. This is the one though that was you know most re- related to the show. Pat Richards' brother played cricket for Auburn. No one cares, Birdo. I dare say he was better than Birdo too. Jar TV. Pat Richards' grandmother would be better than fucking Birdo, <laughs> let alone his brother. Jar TV. How has the Twill Nation let Grub Louie's Wikipedia page go for so long? Didn't someone attack it very early on, back in the day? Yeah, back in the day, but I agree with this. And I think if you're if you're Wikipedia-inclined, member of Twill Nation, or listener of the show... We support that initiative 100%. To face the fuck out of it and screenshot it so we can have some laughs. And also time how quick they you know they revert it, too. Because who, who, honestly, who is in an administrator role... That gives a fuck what is on that guy's page. <laughs> that's it. I mean, you've seen some just get like they they have bots attached to them, so they're like, if there's a, if there's an edit, they instantly roll it back until they can review it because you know it's a, it's a page that's you know suspected vandalism or you know like mm. high high you know high incidents of targeting of vandalism. But um, where's our Wikipedia page? Yeah, that's true too. Really, I mean, we're not notable at all, so that's probably the main reason. But fair enough. <laughs> I ask a question, you gave me an answer. It's, yeah, but you know. It's how conversation works. My Saguna 85. Nate, Saguna. Nate, you think a run EBC shirt would sell to Sharkies fans? I don't know. Maybe a Hope Solo shirt with an empty Seabus stadium for Titans fans. <laughs> Look, I can tell you, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm <laughs> Solo. Like, nah. That's, nah. That run EBC would sell to fucking Barber and his mates. I don't know, maybe he'd buy one for all his fucking EBC buddies and then get it off pre-order, I don't care. Yeah. If we sold 50 shirts, you'd be like, we sold 50 shirts, they're all going to the one place. Yeah, I don't care. Barber, care of Ramonda Stadium. (laughs) Wow. Sam the Warden, can't believe this week in league got sucked into the Benji Scotland story. That's like me getting trolled by the Batuta. A, it was on Fox Sports, not the Batuta Advocate or whatever it's called. B, sometimes we just pick stories that are fucking easy to make jokes about, because that's what we do. Shh, don't give away the secrets. <laughs> Fuck. This is- Next thing people are going to think we don't fuck up those one-liners or sit here for fucking hours on end sometimes. 
<laughs> Although we haven't done it all this season. No, we're pretty good. good. There's one, I think there's one that I remember where we took until, yeah, like we took about, you know, 30, We both had just minutes. fucking epically shit days and, and didn't yeah. have time and then I got here. Yeah, and then we was like, oh, great, now we're fucking sitting here for 35 minutes. And we had two, like straight up. Welcome to 2 a.m. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, you know, basically it's less a podcast and more like audio trolling a lot sometimes. No, no, so. no. Don't throw me in that <laughs> fucking boat. As if it's not. You're trolling. No, no, real not me. talking. No, I'm, I'm real talking and trying to keep this show on the fucking straight and narrow path. And is you over there, fucking? What am I doing? Away, trolling away. Right. Trolling away. I'm just fucking. I just feel like I'm over here with a mallet, and you got little <laughs> meerkats that stick their heads up, and I just could have whack them on the head. <laughs> yeah, the listeners, the meerkats. Oh, there's one holding a fucking crayon and, and wearing bib and brace overalls. Whack that cunt twice. <laughs> The base to Chapo, fucking hell, Glenn. You had me laughing so hard when you took the piss out of Devon Head listening to your voice and fapping. That's what he does. I mean... Luke Shark 74 the week off did you good, Glenn. Hash, pissed myself to death, has now been added to your highlight reel. Right. <laughs> Thanks. People like that one. There was a lot of piss, uh, pissed yourself to death. Yeah, that's, uh, it could become a thing. If you keep putting that fucking twisty thing around me, I am going to piss myself to death. I saw a thing on Instagram um, where, like, like Funko... If mate, Chapo had teeth, he wouldn't be a million miles from that painting. Well, like that one. No. He'd be like that the, one, though. The painting. Oh, okay. Well, that's with the mask. That's, like, not teeth. It's like... See how this is, like, a mask? The strap goes around? Right. That's a mask because he tries to kill himself and sticks a shotgun in his mouth and doesn't die. And so, he actually, that's his mouth there. That's because he blew his half his mouth off. With a shotgun. Tragic fucking figure. Twisty the Clown. I only wanted to entertain the kids. By putting a shotgun in his mouth? Well... That's not very entertaining. That was after that fucking... That, that door was closed for reasons. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, Where were we? Oh, here we go. This is a... Voodoo Rock. If DCE forces Manly to take Louie, I bet Nate will freaking wish they'd have kept foreign instead of DCE. Now, listen... <clears throat> It's just a rumour, thank God. You it's, know it stuff. Appears, it appears to be fucking unsubstantiated. No, no, I haven't actually, I haven't even inquired about it because like, I just want to fucking, just, just I want to put that just straight in, it. The, in the trolling media and hope it goes away. Um, I may ask the question though, because holy fuck, I'd like to say that I'd fucking burn everything and just walk away in fucking slow motion and then like, there's massive fucking explosions, there's all my merchandise, jerseys Without, and whatnot explodes How's it going to be, like none of it's explosive. Well, I put, I put like most of it's I, been on your I'd body, put, put, so it'd probably barely go up in flames. I put fucking, I put bombs in there with it, right? Yeah, something. Where are you going to get those bombs from, Nate? Like, if you're going to talk shit, I'll go to try the and internet, have a little bit of fact. Go to the internet, find a recipe, go to a fucking pool supply shop, right. get the shit I need. I made, a, I made a chlorine bomb back when I was a kid. My mate's place in Gatton, fucking get. blew a hole in the road. Sorry for you, fucking people out there in Gatton, in like 1980. If any of you currently employed by the Gatton Shire Council, uh, yeah. you may be sending Nathan a an invoice yeah, for uh, repairs to roads. Maybe. You're I would, look, look, I'd guess it would have been around Easter holidays in 1984, if I had to guess, something like that. But yeah, thereabouts. Anyway, um, but the truth be told, you know, I'd probably be, I'd probably be really pissed off and off them for you know two or three years, whatever the length of the contract happened to be. And I'd probably be back after after he was gone, but I tell you, 
I tell you what, so I would stay on as co-host right oh. up until he was he'd left, and then I'd be like, "That was good. That was a good couple of years." <laughs> really enjoyed it. Yeah, you'd definitely get neutral mate though, because I would fucking you know it would tell you it would be hard, you know, just a natural you know when you fucking spent your whole life supporting a side, you know, it'd be very very fucking hard to disconnect. But I I just Nicklin Nicklin gave up on rugby league altogether when the Gold Coast Titans signed Greg Burton. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't, like, gigantic into it, but the Titans was her entree into rugby league, though, right, when they started? Oh, she dabbled. She sort of liked the Johns boys at Newcastle and then, you know, had a bit of a dalliance with Penrith when they, you know, we went to some games at Penrith Park to watch Wes. Fuck, she could jump a bandwagon, though, right? Oh, she's <laughs> trying to be part of something, Nathan. She wants to belong. She wants yeah. to be like me. Yeah, so. and then... Gee, she fucking got out of Titans. I mean, like, how good is that? Before, yeah. I mean, before any of the bad shit happened, if you think fucking Bird joining the Titans is mm. like the bad shit, that was a fucking glory days right there. Yeah. I mean, she jumped off at the top. It's never gone, it's never been better for them than That's those it. days. But it's not my old man. He's like, um, massive into the Broncos uh, when they started. Because, um, like, he never followed a Sydney team. He's followed, like, you know, around, like, because he's, he's from Queensland. So he's followed, you know, like, valleys and stuff up here. And, um, jumped on the Broncos when they started up and we used to go to every game back when they started and Super League fucking that's it now never, doesn't follow anything never been to a Broncos game since doesn't only follow State of Origin doesn't even fucking follow the Rugby League anymore like the NRL it's a man of principles <clears throat> exactly a DMC a Briz peeps hanging on where the tweets get read out have you attracted so many hipsters you're now Q&A Yes. Yes, we have. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Hammers, H4MMERZ. Not only do I have to suffer the Titans getting flogged by the Knights, you fave my tweet and not read it out. <laughs> I, love, I love it when people whinge about it. <clears throat> yeah, too. And, and like half the time, it's not even intentional. There are times when it's... Dev- this will fuck with your minds. I favorited a lot of tweets this week. Some aren't going to get read out. Sometimes I do it intentionally. Sometimes I don't mean to do it at all. You decide which. Jason's 400. Played the Mrs. Nate reading out my review. Only thing I'll be getting excited over for a while is Twill. Hash, don't bite the hand that rubs you. Ugh. His reviews, they sound about his missus, I forgot. <laughs> I should have looked it up. Uh, Wally Frogmore. When will this week in league podcast get sponsored by me undies? I hear the fabric is as soft as a West Tigers defence. Look, <clears throat> I'm willing to give them a go. I wear nothing but Aussie bum, so they'd have to be fucking good for me to jump ship. People love the MeUndies stuff. I mean, does Rogan spruik that spruik the MeUndies? I think so. I think Chris Jericho and Charles Sonnen definitely do on theirs. So um, that's not exactly, you know, not necessarily a, an endorsement maybe, of quality. Because maybe I mean, these Aussie guys bum could jump on. I've fucking invested enough dollars in their company f- over the last several years. Happy. There you go, Aussie bum. Get on. Uh, Claire Simo, to whom should I address my female guest co-host application? Look, let's say if and when it happens again, we'll do female. And uh, Claire Simo, consider yourself part of the um, yeah part of the list from uh, which we will select a female co-host. Didn't that need to be a Gronk also want to be co-host? Yeah, all the manly all the manly fans putting their hands up. Mm. So they fucking they just love that love this week in league. They love so it. they staunch, should the staunchest. They just want to be close to me, Nathan, and uh, and and far, far, far away from here. And Emily Day, uh, she uh, she put her hand up, you know, basically just having her to sit in, sit in here, just like just saying, "Can't." 
pay good money to listen to that. Best. She's a delight. Best episode ever. I was like, I can see in the future. At a storm fan. Listen to the podcast while working on some boring shit at work. Thank God for the laughs. You're hash, welcome. Hash AFL fuckwits around here. <laughs> Truth. Tough gig in Melbourne, obviously. <laughs> Jim Panz E15, the aforementioned Jimmy. I joined Twitter because of the Joe Rogan podcast, but stayed for this week in league. Hash oh, Tigers in decline. Hash Go Manly. Hash Don't Know How to Hashtag. Hash Twill Nation. Sweet little guy. They did hash football emoji. You can't you can't hashtag emojis, dude. But the other you up, should be able to. Up till then, you're tremendous. And don't you love then Glenn? You've got Glenn all gooey in the fucking in the pit of his stomach, in the cockles of his heart. Even though you'd said hashtags in decline on that tweet, just went straight through. Oh, I can deal with it. At Landrigan Matt, aka the Aussiest Man Alive. Another sterling episode. Hopefully now you've both given the Dragons no hope so we can start winning again. How's those undies looking? Fucking sparkling clean. Yeah. Pretty much brand new. You could always go and exchange them for some manly undies or, you know, maybe some Broncos undies. I mean, you're only just up north it's a little bit. his wife goes anywhere near him is to wash them. <laughs> now, I'm just on the Audible stuff from last week. I had a Sagoon. I said, I couldn't help but giggle when I heard Richard Branson's autobiography was called Losing My Virginity, the same title for Chapo. Well, can't use it in the past tense for Chapo. Yeah. Hope, hoping to lose my virginity would be his, his version. Mm. Hammers said, uh, thanks for the free Audible 2. Downloaded Game of Thrones and I'm a terrible reader and will not be able to catch up otherwise. Well, you're not really a terrible reader. You just can't read. It's, <laughs> and, there's a uh, big difference. <laughs> at MitchPool01, I agree with Glenn. The audio book Losing My Virginity is a great recommendation for most of Twill Nation. Hash sex pests. Oh. <laughs> you were going so well. Yeah, no, not for not for the purpose of you know whatever motivation or ins- business inspiration you could take from Richard Branson's you know rise to glory. It's all about the. It's title. all about the title. The title captured the imagination. Um, yeah, we got that very long letter last week from uh, Runoff Renoff, and uh, first first we had some comments on it. I just uh, put a, put a couple on here uh, from the man himself. Yeah, uh, didn't expect the entire letter to be read on the pod. It was a tad verbose. I'm sure we can put something more succinct to the NRL. Appreciate it. Um, Fishpot13. Just heard this week's This Week in League. Couldn't agree more with the theme of the letter. All UK Twill Nation would sign slash support. And uh, Arpop. Shh. Shh. Just finished off this week's ep. How brilliant was that letter about the NRL and their stand, in quotes, on domestic violence? Very brilliant. Now, a mate of mine who is not on Twitter, and he's a doggies fan, so I mean... Like I know I'm probably a gronk. I'm not selling him pretty, pretty. Uh, yeah, I'm not really selling him that well. Also homeless, but but ice addict. But he's a uh, can write a letter. Can write a letter, and he's written one um, as a bit of a draft. So what I'll do is, if you're listening to this, go to the website, and uh, I'll put it up on the website, so you can take a look at it. And uh, what we'll do is we'll work through some changes and things like that before we actually uh, do something about it, and then. Um, you know, hopefully collaboratively, we can get something going. Um, just on the logo, last week, you know, the, the I think it was Beer Boy that came up and said, you know, where's the what's the silhouette in the logo? Had many, many suggestions from Mitch Healy, Fittler, Benji, Braith, Lockyer. In fact, Cruzy said, oh, that's definitely Lockyer. I've got the card and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, sort uh, Ballin, of Lockyer. Beaver. Jeff Robson. Yes, yeah, so, no. It's actually... Like an outlined, stretched, shrunken, cleaned up Greg Inglis. So Beer Boy One Eight Two, I believe he was the first one to get it. The probably the guy who originated the question actually. And uh, so well done, sir. You did guess it. 
it's not it's it look it, it looks a little bit more lockier than English because it's because to fit, to fit it in or whatever you know it's thinned up a bit and um so it looks skinnier than than Greg English does and I think I had to do some work around the head just to you know take off some rough edges just to make it look a bit more you know, a bit smoother but yes it's definitely English could have just used a picture of Lockie well yeah could have but uh, you know it's too skinny and you know to smooth out other areas where like bones are sticking out and yeah. Cause he's a skinny little bony little scrawny thing. With his nose sticking out and Jeez. Just, just gravelly. Just, <laughs> just, just gravelly. So, so so gravelly. Um okay, run T M B shirts in short supply, run D C E shirts in short supply. Uh the the Eat Sleep Hunt Milf Repeat Broncos shirts. You guys need to get the hell onto that at the moment. You're definitely the second second best fan base. But give it another two months and you'll be worse than the Tigers. And they got no excuse because well, they've got a good excuse because they're down the bottom of the table. You've got no excuse. You're flying high at the moment. So I think we need to do about another 14 of those ones. So they started off fairly strong, but they've tapered off a little bit. So get onto those. The jerseys, the most important thing, the jerseys. We had a couple more go through the week, but we're still we're looking at about like eight, something like that that we need to get them going. So it's not too far to go. So if you've been thinking about a jersey, get on board. Uh, Respecttheshooter.co for all of that shit. Get onto it and um, can't wait to reprint these jerseys. Um, MJ Eagle 23 sent us a tweet and said, come on guys, get to ordering the Tool Nation jerseys. If you haven't yet, they only need 10 more to get the auto process going. And uh, very keen. More polite than the tweet that uh, that you know, Special K Online initially sent out. Calling people boons and, and whatnot about uh, getting onto the tweets. Uh, getting on the jerseys. Um, now, finally, next week is the 200th episode. Moya. Fucking massive milestone. What do we do for 100? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. No. No, no idea. Did we, do any, we didn't do anything live or anything. We just did a, just a regular episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, Pat ourselves on the back. So are we going to do... Are I we think gonna, we took our pants off. So we're going to do live on next week then? Oh, really? I don't know. That's, I'm just asking you a question. Why not? We can do it. I mean, we can do it. We just, we, we might have to shift it. Two. I oh, don't know, another night. Oh, then the Broncos will be on Friday night, won't they? <laughs> so what, we do it on Tuesday? Oh, fuck. But we couldn't get drunk. We couldn't do it like a Twillies one where we actually... Oh, like, depending on how the balance of this week goes, might be able to do it on Wednesday or something. I could have Thursday off or something. Yeah, right. Thursday, I could have Friday off. Yeah, it's possible. All right, so we'll see. Well, I guess to be advised, but uh, yeah, we'll um, do it the same sort of method that we do with uh, the Twillies, the old Ustream one. So the chat room there, fucking legendary from the last Twillies. Oh. Just the loosest shit you've ever seen. Um, Poor Lynn. And people, just people getting blind drunk. And uh, Poor Lynn, like she just, she's only just entered the world of the internet. Prior to that, everything that she did was chiseled onto a fucking stone tablet. Such was her heyday. Um she managed to get one of her uh, 16 grandchildren to log her into a chat room and Jesus Christ, she copped it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people copped it and even a lot of a lot of other people copped it that weren't there to defend themselves too. So. Her carer had to come and, you know, so wheel her away from the computer. <laughs> so frankly, next, if you're, if you're thinking of, um, you know, wondering what goes on on a live episode, you need to get into the chat room when the time comes because if you don't, there's every chance people will be talking about you anyway. Yeah. And you will never know how badly you got slammed. <laughs> also, to commemorate the 200th episode, we're going to have something special coming from Hilgenfeld Which we've already slash Twilgenfeld. We've, we, we spoke about it a while ago, 
and then we spoke about it uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago as well. But it's coming, and it will be all reve- all will be revealed next week. We haven't even seen it. Nah. I mean, he's putting he's put uh, a teaser out just like the Tedesco one, right? Was it the only one? That's the only teaser. Yeah, well, he's, he's sent a couple through privately. Yeah. So uh, we got some. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting it on a canvas and putting it up in the media room. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking awesome. So it's gonna be great. Well, I mean, if it's worthy of it, I mean, sometimes this guy can be a bit hit and miss. <laughs> Some of his stuff's okay, and then he manages to draw me, and those ones are shit. <laughs> That's sensational. I look, I look forward to, to the the this week in leagues X. Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais podcast. Motherfucker got all emotional and teared up in his bib and braces. Um, fucking. Carrying on, said, Oh, you sound all upset lately. And <laughs> he was telling me about this today, yeah. Fucking cat. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, you think, you think Glenn really gets upset? And I said, Yeah, he's got a lot of rage and he's, he's got a lot of rage going on in his life. And I think he does get upset, but he's very good at hiding it. So, yeah, just so, so just know. When Did you say when, that when to him for real? Like, when you're hitting you're him, fucking troll. When you're, when you're hitting him, it fucking cut, it cuts him deep and he's and he does a really good job of hiding it. But so, you should keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't like that at all. I, was, I had your back, mate. But yeah, you did not. I really, I really look forward to, I really look forward to seeing it, and because um, it's a surprise, surprise to us. I'm expecting to get slammed. Oh, be very both, disappointed. We're both going to get slammed. No, let's face it. Because he asked, I know he asked, he asked me, you. I know, he I know asked he asked me for you input, to... and I was like, no, that's your thing. Yeah, I'd get down like that, huh? <laughs> I was like, that's your shtick. I can, I can deal with it. I don't need to jump on board that. But you got your thing. Fucking Teflon, that's why. Huh? Teflon. What? Teflon Don. <laughs> you come at me, Hilkenfeld. <laughs> I know you finished it. News now. There's a lot of news this week, so we're just gonna let's let's not fuck about and go too crazy and on on rambling. What are you about fucking looking at me much. for? Half the shit's gonna be about manly. I'll be having to wind you up and get the hook out. Play the fucking Oscars music. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. First story, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, the statement that came from the club earlier in the day. We all know what fucking happened. The Manly Ringer Seagulls have met with Jeff Toovey and mutually agreed he will remain as coach till the end of the 2015 season. The club will honour Toovey's contract in full until the end of the 2016 season. Former St. George Illawarra, New South Wales Origin and Australian Test 5 both Trent Barrett will be the new Seagulls coach for the next three years from 2016. Manly Ringer CEO Joe Kelly thanked Jeff for his service and commitment to the club. Jeff has been an influential figure within the Sea Eagles organisation for almost three decades. His contribution on and off the field is unprecedented and he'll always be one of the club's favourite sons, Kelly said. Jeff and the club remain firmly committed to finishing this season off on the highest possible note. Chairman Scott Penn echoed Kelly's sentiments. Jeff has been an integral part of the club since first playing in our junior ranks over 30 years ago, Penn said. Jeff is a club legend, having played 286 first-grade games for the Seagulls, including three grand finals from 95 to 97, captaining the team to the 1996 Premiership and numerous representative appearances. We've all had the pleasure of watching his career evolve from being one of the toughest competitors on field to coaching our first-grade team in recent years. Jeff is a life member of the Seagulls, and his lifelong commitment to the club is without question. In late April, the club was fortunate 
president to secure iconic club coach and player Bob Fulton as an advisor to work with management and help restructure the future football pathways from juniors through to NRL level. This has been an intense and thorough process to ensure the long-term future and ongoing success of the club. Significant changes will be occurring. These changes won't take away from success the club has enjoyed, but will help reinforce the foundation for a successful future. We are excited about 2016 and beyond. So Sounds like a lot of horseshit to me. Bunch of horseshit from the cunts that fucking wielded the knife. And remember, I fucking told you, like, way back, like, this is not a year ago, but, like, a, a while ago, that I'd heard from, you know, sources, you know, sources close to a player that, that you know, Jeff Tuvey would be lucky to have a job this year. Mm. And, like, straight away, I was just like... That's, that's rubbish. Bit, that's fucking left field. Like, <laughs> that's, that's fucking... That's crazy. You're talking crazy. Um, but... And as it turned out, it was crazy talk, but that was the first sort of little harbinger of fucking, you know, what was to come, and uh, yeah, and so hopefully that's the last enemy of the pens out of there, because the way that he's been, like, did you watch the press conference after the game on the weekend? Uh, no. He's a fucking legend, like, and and just, the way that he's, and he gets trotted out on, you know, NRL 360 or whatever every Wednesday night, and he, like, the way he handles, like, everything through his whole season has just been fucking top-notch. Like, just professional, you know, ultimate class, like the fucking legend that he is. And so, to be, like, fucking knife like this when he's possibly got one of the most successful coaching records ever to be sacked. He might end up at the Tigers. Yeah. Placing JT. Yeah, I doubt. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe he can be, like, the director of football or fucking oversee JT. <laughs> and showing what it's like to fucking Isn't that Robbie's job, says. apparently? Well, well, what well, well, he's a selector. Oh, right, okay. Chairman, CEO. Recruitment <laughs> manager. <laughs> Sponsorship coordinator. <laughs> Schnitzel burner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, white anthem. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. This is not about Robbie <laughs> Farrar. just go forever. Um, you fucking start. You had, you had to mention his name, right? <laughs> so, look, I think it's, it's absolutely disgusting the way he's been treated. Um, I'm not alone. The uh, the football club board, a lot of people talk about Manly. They have no fucking idea what's going on. They go, the board this, the board that. There's fucking three. You don't know what you're fucking talking about. If you don't understand the, the board structure and the, the number of votes per seat and you know all that sort of thing, you've got no business talking about it. The football club board, put a statement out and I, I, I fucking love these dudes it's a sad day when an icon of our great club which next year celebrates its 70th year in a competition is told he's unwanted as a coach despite being under contract until the end of 2016 it is bewildering to anyone who follows the game that a coach who during his tenure has taken his team to every final including a grand final and currently sits just two wins outside the top eight should be treated in this manner his position as a coach was undermined even before the season began and continued relentlessly through the entire 2015 season he has not been treated with the respect he has earned and deserves. Jeff Toovey is a life member of the Manly Ringer Rugby League Football Club. His service and loyalty to our club, including his time as coach, speaks for itself. As a player, 286 first grade games, 88 to 2001. Club captain, 93 to 2001. Clive Churchill medal winner, 1996. Australian captain, 1996. New South Wales State of Origin rep, 1990 to 2000. And as coach, 2012 preliminary final, 2013 grand final, 2014 semi-final. Despite today's announcement, Jeff Tuvey will always remain an icon of our club. So Harsh words. Harsh but fair. They're the guys that had two votes versus five that couldn't, you know, apparently it was a robust four-hour meeting like last Thursday night about the whole situation. Of course, it was already a fucking 
when you've got five votes to seven on five votes to two on a seven person board, you don't have to of fucking have board five, meetings. Not not including the two football club um board members that sit on the NRL board. Mm-hmm. NRL club board. Um haven't f- five of those seven got the same last name? No, but they are saying the sorry, same, same team. They're, they're same team. They are the same yeah. last name. There's Rick Penn, Scott Penn, Zorba, uh, and the other fucking two. Who's Isn't there a lady a, as well? Yeah. A pen? Yeah, I don't think she's on. I don't think she's on. A, got a seat though at oh, table. Okay. But there's five pen votes that are distributed by them or appointed by them because they own you know x mm. amount. Of, well, they own all the fucking. The, the the actual football team. And what essentially it. is the Pens' issue with Jeff Tui? He apparently, I guess he he was just he he was the their last enemy left. But you what, know, they but had what the, made him their enemy? Why was he? Oh, it's uh, well, basically before like October last year or whenever the the sale went through in November. Before that happened, there was uh, two of the five votes they've got now were in the hands of uh, of uh, Quantum. And um, that, and they were actually more aligned with the way that the football club, the football club's charter is basically preservation of the logo, like you know, the seagulls, the colours, maroon and white, and brookie. That's their that's their job, and and the guys, the the quantum guys, they they felt the same way. And so what you'd get a situation was where you'd be outvoted four point four votes to three, and they but the pens own nearly all the club. But they were found themselves outvoted when there was a vote. They found themselves outvoted four votes to three. And like Tuvi was probably more aligned with aligned with those guys. So when the time comes, when you know when someone gets control, they try and put the broom through. They try you know try and you know get rid of the enemies. And uh, I'd like to think that Tuvi was like I mean this is like they fucking they march people frog march people out of like admin, and they're going through unfair dismissal cases and payouts and things like that that they need to deal with as a result because it's bullshit. And it's just like, you know, regime change. They wanted to fucking you know, put their own people in. Um, David Perry, another victim, of course. And so, yeah. Hopefully, to be, you know, you know, you would hope that the, the, the price that they've paid with Tuvi will then mean that, you know, perhaps that means that we're not going to fucking hear anything anymore out of them. You know, in terms of like, you know, destabilizing shit coming from Zorba through Bulldog Richie and co. So you would hope that would be the case. But I don't, I'm not banking on it, but you know, you know I would hope. Um, Bozo seems to be their guy. So, you know, should be no friction there. Just don't. Bozo's really get- going to oversee Trent Barrett probably. Trent Barrett, you know, I don't know if he'll be a puppet, but, you know, he'll certainly be heavily guided by what Fulton wants to do. And and Gus Gould has intimated that, that Bozo, you know, it was like him and Bozo directly negotiating, you know, to get fucking Coruscant and. Um, Lewis Brown. Gus and Bozo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully, yeah. Now we move forward into the, the Trent Barrett era, and um, you know, as, as fucking terrible as what happened to Tuvi, there's I could, I've had talks to people today, like what can be done. There can't be anything done. What I would advise you to do if you're really, really super fucking disgruntled about the way this has all gone down, um, and you decide, and you decide, oh, I'm not going to fucking buy a membership next year. That's perfectly fine. Don't. And instead, invest your $25 and become a member of the uh, Manly Ringer District no, District Football Club. Um, because that then, A, it gives them some more financial support. B, after a, couple of, uh, after a couple of years, I'm not sure what the vesting period is, after a couple of years, you're able to vote on matters, you know, for, on the FC Club board issues. And um, basically, you're supporting the people that 
will try to ensure that Manly aren't moved from Brookvale. They're always the Sea Eagles, and you know they always rock out in the same colours, the maroon and white. So they're the ones to support if you choose. You but know, no one's insinuating that the Pens want to call them the fucking the Quokkas and no. But there's been constant, them, there's been constant you know, pink and purple. There's constant fucking move away from Brookvale talk though, constantly. Well, and that's a fucking that, cesspool of, of fucking rugby league atrocities. It opens a fu- it, it opens up a whole new fucking kettle of fish because the 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 way that the football club is, they've got a preference share, which means they can't be overruled on shit like that. But if the Pens were to take it, like to legally challenge that, they probably don't have the money to defend it. Sure. So support the football club, basically. If you want to, if you want to ensure Manly stays Manly, support the football club, and uh, you know. Now we begin the Trent Barrett era, and so we, you know, we support him as as coach as of next year. And uh, you know, obviously, none of this is his fault. None, of, you know, he's not, you know, been a, a party to anything. He's just a guy that has to come in afterwards. A lot of expectation and pressure on him, no doubt about it. And um, yeah, we'll hopefully give him a fair go and see what happens from there. And hopefully, he's not a puppet that's installed for three years, warming the seat for someone else to come back in. You know, twenty nineteen or eighteen or whatever it is. Who that? Who do you fucking think? Desmond? Yeah. Is I he a thing person? <clears throat> they love Desi. But They fucking love him. But I saw someone carrying on that the pens were the reason Desi left. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily the case. They fucking love Desi. They love Desi. Right. So, yeah. Don't don't be fucking surprised. Don't, I'm saying. don't be surprised in a couple of years. Also, the person fucking... It's funny, like, Tuvi's been under the microscope and he's going to be getting sacked since, like, oh, fucking, you know, whenever we played Canberra and Albury, like, you know, in one of the first couple of rounds of the year. Rick Stone, though, just pipped him to the post and became the first coach sacked in the season. <laughs> um, they've announced the appointment of club legend Danny Baderas as a standing coach for the remainder of the season. Uh, Matt Gidley, the CEO, said, We thank Rick for his efforts and loyalty over a long period of time. While these decisions are never easy, it was made in the best interest of the club. The club will now undertake a formal review process of our entire football operations, of which the playing group are a key part, and all have the opportunity to demonstrate over the next seven weeks why they should retain their position. The club strives to build a consistent, competitive and entertaining team, and this formal review process will help us achieve this. Well, I just I, I do with the entertaining thing. At least they've got something in there. At least they're striving to do more than the Sharks then. Because, I mean, they clearly, they're, they're trying to make be consistent and competitive, but they don't care about entertainment. Um, a 52-6 drubbing to the South Sydney Rabbitohs at ANZ Stadium on Saturday has cost Stone his job. It's understood the Knights will interview a number of candidates for next season and beyond, with former Dragons coach Nathan Brown the early favourite. The Knights won their first four matches this year, but only won two games since. And um, blah, blah, took over from Wayne Bennett and so on. Matty John said, it's just what the club needs at the moment. Bedsy will have him playing a simple but effective style. Yeah, Bedsy's going to reverse fucking 20 weeks mm. plus pre-season. He might, um, he might have a positive effect. Sometimes you see that with guys coming in. There is a bounce back when a team's like getting flogged all the time, you know, mm. and like the Knights have been. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, geez, Rick Stone, would he, would he go to Newcastle fucking Leagues Club and have a beer? You'd I think would- not. It's just twice he's been asked by the club. You'd fucking burn your house down and walk away in slow motion, like fucking. Jesus, there's a lot of there's a fair, yeah. fair whack of that going on tonight, oh, mate. That's how I can see it. Why do you have to walk away in slow motion? Why it's can't you just cool. walk away in normal motion, have someone record it and play it back in slow motion? Because cool people don't look at explosions, Glenn. Just saying. That's all I'm saying. If there's a fucking explosion, 
and it's happening relatively close by her, yeah. I want to be getting the fuck out of there. I don't want to be walking away in slow motion, just, you know, putting my sunglasses on and, and smiling at the camera going, yeah. Yeah, smile at the camera. You've got that look on your face like, yeah, fuck you. That look on the face like, I need to get the fuck away from this explosion. That's a look I'd have on my face. No, you're like, how fucking cool is this? That's, a, that's, what, that's what you look on People your face. People yelling out, are you supposed to be moving in slow motion? Like, fuck you, there's an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but... Knight's clearly had to do something. You know, you can't have a team that's uh, consistently... The worst in the the comp, let's be real. You can't have a team that's consistently getting belted and then have your coach come out and tell, you know, say everything is okay. Everything's positive. Everything's, you know, going, we're on the the right path. You can't have that. Any coach coach doing that deserves to be fucking sacked. And you can't just focus. I mean, like, I'm sure Rick Stone was also focusing solely on defence as well. Yes. As results proved. Yes, exactly right. And, and, And thank God... Thank God, Nathan, that Rick Stone was focusing solely on defence. Let's because, hope Bezzy can build on the strong foundations. Well, I hope so, because if he wasn't focusing solely on defence, they might have been beaten by 100. Yeah. And this is, you know, you've got to take positives out of these things. That's it. That's we, it. You know, moving in the right direction yep. is a positive. The positive is we didn't get beaten 200 nil. Yep. Which we could have been if our focus wasn't on defence. <laughs> Fuck me, <laughs> Chrissy Sandow, potentially just two weeks away from making his first appearance in Super League. He completed his move to Warrington before the signing deadline last Friday after being granted an early release by Parramatta. The Wolves are hoping his visa will arrive in time for the start of the Super 8s on August 6th as he serves a two-match suspension for a Grade 2 shoulder charge in the NRL. Fortunately for Sandow, the Wolves' 44-6 win over Castleford counts towards his ban, which means he'll be eligible to play if the Wolves beat Hull KR in next week's Challenge Cup semi-final. I'm really excited to be joining the Warrington Wolves, Sandow said in a statement. Tony Smith has been a big part of my decision to move to England. I'm looking forward to working with him and getting stuck in with the boys. Lots of people in Australia talk about the passion of English crowds, the noise and atmosphere at rugby league games, and hopefully I can add something to the team as we make a charge towards the title. Sorry? Go go for it. I just imagine Chris Sandow saying, I love Wolves. I love the Warrington Wolves. I love Wolves, any sort of Wolf, especially the Wolf on the Indian Dreaming Poker Machine. (laughs) <laughs> when I get five in a row <laughs> he signed a one year deal with an option for a second in his favour which leaves the door ajar for an NRL return in 2017 <sighs> fucking please please where is he gonna go no fucking where there will be players like fucking What's... Ryan was Ryan Morgan playing in the halves mm. or was it Kelly no yeah, it was Luke Paul, Kelly, Luke, Luke, Paul Kelly and Luke Paul Kelly yeah um yeah, you know, yeah. Those guys are going to get runs in the halves yeah. for NRL clubs before Chris Sandale and make a fucking comeback. Dan, yeah, we think in, in twenty seventeen, where where the like so okay, like season after next, where are the opportunities going to be anyway? Pretty much locked down anywhere except for Titans and probably the Tigers might be looking at trying something new by then. But otherwise, I mean, do they have any twenties coming up that are worthy? I mean, or the Penrith get them all? They run out. That twenties pipeline's been severed, hasn't it? You know what's going to be severed? Bust. You know what's going to be severed? Your fucking head. That's what's going to be severed. Fucking how dare you. Yes. Fucking greatest halves combination in Since Kelly in the and Paulo. <laughs> yeah. Well, since, hang since on. Daniel let's not Mo- set the bar. Since, since Daniel Mortimer and LG. <laughs> let's not set the bar too high, Nathan. Since Tyrone Robertson, whichever cut is an injured on his outside. Since John Morris and uh, Chris Lawrence partnered in the halves for the West Tigers since, Ke- since, since Keating and Robson in 2009 <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Parramatta Eels 
Bromwich, Jesse Bromwich could face as long as 12 weeks on the sideline if he's found guilty of biting. Storm forward has been referred directly to the NRL judiciary after St. George Illawarra fullback Josh Dugan alleged he was bitten on the arm during Saturday's match in Napier. Best comment from the weekend? Yes. Be hard to see those marks because Josh Dugan is the illustrated man. That's true. <laughs> but he's not like the scarified man like where he's getting like, you know... That kind of thing. Fucking man with a chunk taking out of his arm is what he is. Yeah, and James Graham got 12 matches for the grand final biting of uh, Billy Slater in 2012. Um, and the previous longest suspension for that biting was, was eight graphic. weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> James, I mean, that was, James Graham one was a fucking... That, that was, was fucking some, proper. I mean, that was like Silence of the Lamb shit pretty much. Uh, um, Tyson Holyfield sort of... Yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, the previous longest suspension was eight weeks, which was handed out to Bulldogs players Brad Morin in 2007 and Jared McCracken in 1991. Jesus. So... I don't think you'll face 12 weeks on the sideline because it wasn't as graphic as, uh, as like I said, as uh, the James Graham one. You get half eight. of that. You might get six eight. To eight. Six to eight, I'd probably bargain. And, you know, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, when they get referred directly to the judiciary... It's never a good look. It's always I just, lottery. Oh, I don't know. Biting. Luis Suarez. He was just... Yeah, but that's what Suarez was the fucking worst thing I've ever seen because he's like... He's a legit... He has a look. I, he's I a nutcase. He's got some sort of fucking psychological issue where he... he, he same one that Josh Reynolds has got. Com- compelled to fucking bite. Yeah, but it's not... It's just... But it's also like just losing your, your fucking mind. Yeah. And going fucking mental about it. But like, biting people on the fucking neck. Because he'd been having... Because he was having like fucking back and forth with the old mate that he, that he bit and then he was past him, turned around and behind right. the guy and come up and bit him in the back. Yeah. I mean, that's like... That's only one, though. He's done it four times. Yeah, but... I mean, for that's four like, different clubs. But there's a level of, like, fucking... I don't know, just, like, psychopath fucking yeah. behaviour where the the situation is not diffused, but you, you've disengaged from the person, and then you go, fucking right, turn around, I'm going to bite the cut on the way back, I'll give him a little well, nip I, on the way I back. I just think that there's going to be a time in his future, and I know this isn't this week in, in fucking football, round ball game... Um, but there's going to be a report in the paper when a, you know a heavily overweight Luis Suarez post post retirement yeah. has bitten someone's face off down a pub in a pub high on bath salts Uruguay <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and he would because he is from Uruguay and makes him Uruguayan <laughs> Jesse Bromwich is not from Uruguay <laughs> he is uh, from another part of another place which I don't know he's now currently residing in Melbourne. Um, biting fucking Josh Dugan. Yeah. Good luck biting fucking Josh Dugan. You know what the worst fucking problem is? Before he gets to the ju- judiciary, that motherfucker might drop dead. Is ingesting drugs from whatever the there. fuck he is caught from Josh Dugan. Well, the other th- the other thing is well, like poisoning, Dugan. maybe. Well, maybe. I mean, the other thing with Dugan, I, mean, like, I think with biting, you really need to look at the situation as well, where it's in, and when when the, when the the recipient of the bite is on top. And it's, you know, a situation where maybe, like, you know, they get their forearm in the face, like, you know, and bearing weight down. I'm not saying that this is what happened this time, but, I mean, sometimes, surely, it's, like, unavoidable, you know, mm-hmm. the guy can get up, ah, oh, I got fucking bit, and he's got teeth marks in him because he's oh, jammed his forearm. jammed your forearm yeah. in, in your mouth, which is open, and the yeah. harder you push down, the more pressure. Pressure, yeah, and you put your body weight, you know, 100 kilo or something behind it, you know. You'd have to think there's situations like that as well where... You know, really. I imagine that'd blameless. fucking hurt, and your reflex action might be to bite. I don't, I don't fucking know. Or it's just, yeah, or it's just like you, you, you know, if your head's pinned on the ground when he's doing that, I mean, well, you, uh, you're not going to be able to fucking do anything. What are you going to do? This is nothing you can do. Um, we're not defending. We're, we're loath to yeah. to defend. Just no, I, don't, I don't defend biting. I'm just saying there's situations Alleged where the situations where you know you can be put in a, a freak position. 
like with crushes and things like you know you see crushes now people don't seem to mean them Jesse Brown, when they get penalized for them. Yeah, <laughs> but like, people, like with crushes, people don't don't seem to mean them much anymore. But they just sling the guy to the ground, and the way they fall on the tackle player afterwards, and then if the player happens to fall in a seated position, and they, you know, it just seems to happen. So it's not deliberate like back in the day with the storm. <laughs> the Fafitas, the Cronulla Sharks have stood down Twins Andrew and David Fafita until an investigation has been completed into their alleged misconduct at a match in Penrith Juniors over the weekend. It follows a decision on Monday by Penrith Juniors to ban the Sharks forward for 12 months. The brothers have five days to decide if they'll appear the Junior League suspensions at a hearing or accept the bans. Andrew is accused of physically threatening the referee at a match between St. Patsy's Old Club and St. Mary's. His brother David was accused of swearing at the referee. In a statement, the Sharks said they were reviewing statements received from a variety of people who were present at the match, including independent witnesses, ground and match officials, and participating club representatives. Andrew and David have advised that they intend to challenge the more serious charges levelled against them. The Cronulla Club also said the previously reported video of the alleged incident does not exist. The legal representatives of the brothers had intended to use the evidence to support their case. It's believed there's no video footage or photo- photographs of the incident available because the referee did not turn on the recording mechanism on his phone. Bullshit. The Sharks say they're working with the NRL Integrity Unit while it investigates the incident and appropriate sanctions will be put in place once the facts are established. According to former refer- NRL referee Phil Haynes, one of the touch judges involved has already walked away from the game following the incident. I can confirm that one touch judge had his son there at the day and his son's in tears. He's made a choice, a personal choice, to not put himself or his son in that position again. He's walked away from the game and he won't be refereeing with us, said Haynes on the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Radio. Haynes also said the referee abuse was a serious problem in junior rugby league with 30 referees walking away from the game in the last 12 months in the Penrith District alone. Fucking Jesus Christ, 30 yeah, in one comp? Yeah, yeah. Also, the Tigers have revealed under-20s player Matthew Lodge was issued with a breach notice from Penrith Rugby League on Monday. Lodge, who's, the, who's an assistant coach with the St. Patrick's Blacktown Junior League side, received the notice following his alleged involvement in an incident over the weekend. The Tigers are working with the NRL Integrity Unit to determine if any further action is required. Oh, I don't think his is any. I don't think there's anything to his. Look, my personal experience, I've seen a, uh, I haven't seen a great deal of refereeing abuse. Uh, I've seen a coach from Rosewood fucking giving it to his kids after every fucking try. Then we were just running in yeah. relentlessly yeah. and mercilessly yeah. toweling these poor fucking kids. Yeah. And every try, get in here now! Get over here! What the fuck, mate? Yeah, that's going to make them fucking go if hard. If that was... If that was... If I wasn't coach of the team and I was sitting on the side of watching a coach speak to my kid like that... Yeah. Fuck, they'd be hell to pay. Probably yeah. not on game day, but next yeah. training session. Yeah. No, quite, not so quiet word. Yeah. Um, just recently, the Ipswich Junior Rugby League, it was a big clamp down because there was, uh, you know, a heightened uh, number of incidents, yeah. so to speak, in, in regards to uh, crowd behaviour and, and, and abuse towards officials. And uh, in an effort to nip it in the bud, they basically encouraged every club to have a meeting with all their coaches and managers and I um, they basically you know said you're going to get hit with a 12 month ban yep. if, if if there's any even the slightest you know hint of hint of, of abuse towards an official uh, or if you're abusing your kids uh, or parents are carrying on yep. on the sideline they can be banned for 12 months and this is it. This is the line and sand. Everyone's been warned. Every club's having a meeting with their, 
their yep. coaches and managers. We we handle ourselves pretty good. Our um our league safe. He's uh, he's the dad of a couple of boys in our team. Cup and um, he uh, wouldn't say he, he gets a little aggressive from time to time, but I generally try and keep him under wraps. <laughs> um, but he's never he's never abused anyone or anything yep. like that. Um, and anyway, so there's big clampdown Ipswich Junior Rugby League. This is it. This is the line of sand. Don't fucking do it. We all got it. That was on the fuck the Wednesday, the Tuesday, whatever. We play a game on Saturday out uh, out at Yamanto. We uh, walk up to the officials' tent to fill in our team sheet, and there's a guy there going absolutely fucking ballistic at the officials' tent, saying, "You got to fucking sort this fucking referee out. He has got no fucking idea what he's doing. He hasn't got a fucking clue." <laughs> Right. Um, now, this is uh, on a Saturday morning, game day. We, our game hadn't even started. So he was obviously talking about either under sixes or under sevens. The game's prior to our game. Yeah, yeah, so it goes six, yeah, seven days, right? Yeah, yeah. He was that worked up about the referee, which is probably a teenage kid, <laughs> school-age child. Yeah, yeah. He was there blowing up, just dropping F-bombs like it was fucking NATO. How many fucking decisions, life or death fucking decisions take place in an under-8s, under-7s, whatever fucking level of football? Look, sometimes you'll get the referee that is 14. Yeah. We had a game at that same ground. The referee was about 14. Yeah. The touch, the kid that they threw the fucking touchy flag at. Yeah who was filling in as touch judge for the day. Generally, we, like, each team has a, a designated, you know, our manager feels he's yeah. touchy, right? Yeah. Anyway, this kid, young kid, he didn't look much older than the players out on the field. Yeah. And um, Jackson was filthy because <laughs> he scored a try, a spectacular body out, fucking put the ball yeah. down. Referee's gone over to the touchy, who wasn't even fucking looking. Yeah. Oh, what a... Oh, I don't know. No try. Oh. Jackson's like, got a damn dad. It's like, <laughs> like, no, we'll play to the whistle, mate. Yep, yep. And, um, you know, it, this is the sort of shit that it just fucking blows my mind that grown-ass men yep. and women, some yep. fucking mums carry on, yep. are, are, are that... You know, this under sixes, under sevens, under eights. And I, I know that, you know, kids are starting to take it quite seriously once you get to 11s, 12s, 13s, and shit happens. Yeah. But six, sevens, and eights. Little fucking kids out there. We all, look, we all love the competitiveness of it. The kids love it. All the parents love it. But try and keep it positive. Yeah. I'm not an encouragement award type parent. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't have an issue with it, you know, the team our team being a winning loser, and losing, yeah. winning and losing. The the competition is such that there's no ladder, there's no scoring, there's yeah. no you know, it's all geared towards that. Clearly your kid in the under sixes is filling a void in your life as a parent if you're yeah. getting that worked up <laughs> that you gotta abuse a, a yeah. school age kid. Yeah. Over the you know the alleged shitty job he's doing as a referee over over a, a, a level of football of that age group, 
where they like they're bunched, they bunch and they're try and run down out. the touchline. You know, Look, like <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably only the Springfield Panthers under eight whites that are yeah. throwing fucking wraparound plays and yeah. second man runners and throwing cutout balls out to the wingers. Okay, <laughs> they're probably the only ones doing that. We're not complaining. There is like bunch in the middle, yeah. and then fucking what the fast kid tries to run around the outside yeah. of the opposition. Exactly. Yeah. So um, maybe. Springfield Panthers under eight white. Maybe their coach is a little bit obsessive compulsive. Whatever. <laughs> I, I just think that it's it's a shit look. It's it's a shit look as as far as sport goes, kids' sport goes. It's a shit look for a parent. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, when when that behaviour is enabled and and you know, it's almost a confirmation or an affirmation of that behaviour when. Guys that are the idols of these kids are doing the same fucking thing in a competition where they've had 30 referees leave the game mm-hmm. from one area. From one district, yeah. Horseshit. And, look, I've seen conflicting reports and people that tweeted when it was all going down saying that, you know, the referee was out of hand and, and the Fafita brothers did nothing wrong and they were trying to help an injured player, etc. Didn't stop the play or whatever and, you know, was getting One to, yeah. thing I don't get... We've got a referee who's part of the riot squad. Yeah. Um, having Andrew Fafita say, "Oh, and I'm, I'm not saying he's he's a small lad by any stretch of the imagination, but you know what you're trained to do in the riot squad? Fucking hurt people. Mm-hmm. And quickly. <laughs> yeah. usual, on to the next. Bam. Next. Exactly. Um, well, to be fair, he didn't have his fucking... Tom for you know like no, rolled rolled titanium or whatever or maybe you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, a, as a as a referee in the Penrith District Junior Rugby League maybe you do need to carry yeah, a taser sort of you know, shotgun be <laughs> dead um, if if it happened as reported it's pretty poor behaviour and unfortunately the publicity that's got it's it's not going to do anything to to lessen these incidents um, across junior rugby league and I've seen it firsthand and it's fucking ugly and it's unnecessary and you know if if you've got any hopes to be any sort of really functional parent pull your fucking head in fucking amen now we've got some uh, salary cap <laughs> fucking for feeders just like take all that out of it fucking dumb cunts those two yeah this is not the first this is not the fifth thing no. Yeah. <sighs> they were Gronks at the Tigers, mate. How Gronks many years the, ago was that? And then you got his Canterbury contract fucked up from yeah. being a Gronk. Fucking got, you know, I mean, the Tigers, I mean, I'm sure that play-wise, at times, the, like, 10 games he's probably pulled out of his ass since, they're like, fuck yeah, you know, we really could have used that. You know, that go forward would have been really fucking handy for the sure. side. But... No, we couldn't handle the fucking Gronk. The, the fucking dra- the drama and his dickhead brother got suspended for a year in 2011 for the same fucking thing. Fucking ref abuse. Oh fuck! <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I um, this is the problem. This is the problem with brothers. Uh, we see it with the McIntyres. We've seen it with the Valentes. We've seen it with Bird and Bakes. Yeah. There's just not enough. There's not enough quality brain cells. Well, there's not enough euthanasia. Yeah, well, there's not enough bullets. <laughs> so many dickheads, not enough bullets. It's it's disappointing, and unfortunately, there does there is a lot of work that goes on. Um, 
by the NRL at the grassroots levels and, and, and each local club to ensure that that sort of behaviour is is well, the, the big attempts to stamp it out. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, the amount of publicity this has got, people might take it as, well, fuck, the feeders have done it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you'd, you'd struggle. I think These are NRL right, players. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, I I don't condone their behaviour. Um, I, I respect their right to appeal and, um, and, and you know, challenge the charges as they see fit. But it's just regardless of how it's gone down, it, it's it's certainly a, a pretty poor look for for junior rugby league. More salary cap drama at the Eels and the NRL will start an investigation in the latest allegations with salary cap auditors set to ask Eels officials to hand over any records relating to murky third-party agreement suppliers. Um, There's very interested in that uh, 50 grand that was paid to Jared Hayne that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. And it's uh, anticipated the Eels will be advised that those payments will now be, or should now be included in the salary cap despite the superstar fullback having been released at the end of last season to pursue a career in the NFL. NRL Head of Integrity Nick Weeks announced on Friday that an investigation would be launched into Parramatta's salary cap after Fairfax Media revealed payments to Hain and the involvement of Eddie O'Bead Jr., the son of disgraced former Labor power broker Eddie O'Bead, in providing financial assistance, discounted property deals and extra play- payments to players. So Steve Sharp, the current chairman, he's blaming it on, all, on the old crew <laughs> and uh, promised to open the books to the Anthony. NRL. It makes you wonder... A bit like Michael Jordan's retirement story about how he had so many gambling debts um, that someone went after his father. Yeah. And uh, the NBA encouraged him to take a little bit of time away from the game. Forced leave of absence, so to speak. And it turned into a, I'm going to go play baseball. Yeah. I wonder how much of that sort of thing influenced Jared Haynes' decision to pursue a career in the NFL. Mate, you know what? We're probably going to be a little bit fucked here as far as the salary Sorry, cap yeah. goes. You're talking about this NFL thing. We've got, got some dream. connections. Go chase, your, chase your dream. Chase your dream. Because <laughs> Seriously or else we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> chase your dream or chase we're fucked. Chase your dream. We support you 100%. We just, you know, we, we, we just can't put your salary under the salary cap anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, that's awfully cynical, but um, in hindsight, the timing of it all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the end of last season where, you know, the club's probably starting to look ahead and, and look at their roster and their salary cap and go, mm, we could be in a bit yeah. of bother here. It's possible because if they still did have him, I mean, it probably would have would have made uh, the acquisition of foreign impossible. Sure. But... Um, also, I know Sandow has played like a fucking absolute deplorable waste of money and space and and oxygen. Yeah. But without the salary cap drama, would they have kept him on and tried to make something? Buried him in Reggie's for a while. Maybe. You know, know, it's happened before. It's come out. How many lessons can you teach the same bloke in in reserve grade? There's probably not a lot being learnt there, but um, they were very, very keen to... uh, I won't say degrade, but but certainly let the world know that Chris Sandow was responsible for Chris Sandow's fate and yep. and his like, his poor attitude, etc. Um, normally, those things tend to get swept under the carpet and you handle it internally. Um, all of a sudden, it's been played out in the media, and not not yep. long after that, Sandow's uh, shipped off to England. 
there's another yeah. and there's seven hundred thousand. And, and there's also like we'll offer you, we'll offer you fifty grand to fuck off. Mm. And obviously he wanted more than that, a lot more than that. And there was talk of you know two hundred grand worth of third parties that didn't come through. No way they're going to be able to put that on their fucking stretch. No, <laughs> the cap don't stretch that far, man. They got four hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars worth of fines from the NRL and um, and a warning that they would start next season on minus four competition points if they didn't undertake an independent governance review and implement the recommendations by February. I wouldn't be surprised if they still lose those competition points. I think they, I think they will. I don't know if they can. I don't know if there's anything they can do about it. That's mm. the thing. I mean, all this situation they got into paying players at other clubs and, like, uh, a lot of them, like, a fucking, you know, almost, like, 20% of their cap or something. Like, ridiculous. ridiculous. yeah. Also on salary cap, we had one today. It sort of blew up and died down all within 24 hours. But uh, a series of claims were raised that in regards to property deals involving Cowboys stars, including JT, Tamau, Matt Scott, and many more. Uh, according to the investigation, 10 Cowboys players purchased vacant blocks of land and apartments from club chairman Lawrence Lancini. The purchase of the properties could, if proven, contravene salary cap rules. However, there's no suggestion individual players have broken rules. On Tuesday afternoon, the NRL released a statement saying they've already conducted a review into allegations raised in regard to possible salary cap dramas at the club and will only reopen an investigation if further information becomes available. Salary cap auditors had already reviewed some of the matters raised about the Cowboys today and determined no further action was required. Uh, Nick Weeks, again, the head of Integrity, uh, so that new information would need to be presented if the Cowboys were to be investigated further. As any new information becomes available, it'll be reviewed by the auditors, Week said in the statement. So, that to me says it's not necessarily over. Well, they're, they're definitely leave the, leaving the door open, um, and I wonder if they, they have any new evidence that they want to explore behind the scenes without the media storm. Yeah, and I'm thinking that might maybe it blew up before they were ready, ready to deal with it. Sure. But uh, as as what happens, you know, as has, happens with journalists, you know, they get a they get a sniff of something, then they'll go. Pretty and damning out. allegation. I mean, yeah, like what came out today seemed to be that you know, this, you know, as property developer, you know, I've, you know, said, look, you know, we'll sell you these guys, you know, the property for this much. The allegation was that maybe like you know that the the developer paid half and the club had paid half or the player played half and the club topped up the rest or something like that. Yeah, doesn't seem to be any evidence ever, any evidence of that. It just seems like that maybe they got a slightly okay deal on the land not even like crazy but like you know not commercially yep. destructive to the person who was selling it just like a, you know they got a mate's rate if you will so if, it, if that's it then there's probably nothing to it yeah. that's the end of it that's the end of that but um you know I guess Jeez we'll find people out people run with it well I mean look you know the Cowboys if they were cheating on the, the way that they're talking about it would be storm-esque in terms of sanctions. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to strip them of but you can strip them of all their points this year 2005 runners-up medals saves you from getting a spoon Makes it one spot easier for Manly to slide in. Fucking probably the best thing that could happen for rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. No one wants to see the Tigers get the spoon. Exactly. I don't. Okay, Twill Nation, Audible's offering a free audio book download for a three 30-day trial to give you the chance to check them out for free. If you like it, keep on rolling. If you don't, cancel your account any time. Did a book of the week thing last week. Have you got a book for this week at all? No. Okay, lucky. I've got one. And I've got to say, one thing that really shits me off is that we've got the different regions, you know, like different licensing, you know, whatever. 
for content. And there's some stuff available in the US store. And I don't know if you guys can get in the US store, but if you can get in the US store, then great. I was looking for like, I, I literally, I went upstairs to, to look at where some of my favorite books are and I was just like, oh fuck, that's a great one, I'll do that. Came downstairs again, not available at the Australian store. Fuck, look upstairs again, another one. Literally, fourth fourth one down. They're only doing fucking Banjo Patterson. Yeah, and now... And Grug. Yeah. That's it. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't vouch for this one from uh, an e-book perspective, from an audio book perspective, sorry, but from from an actual book. uh, The one this week is called Emergency. This book will save your life, with the author being Neil Strauss. And, uh, this one's about eight hours and twenty minutes. It's abridged, unfortunately, but basically, it's all—it's like a how-to manual. To he—he he takes the book from the premise. He—he he writes a lot of non-fiction stuff, like uh, he was—you know—wrote interviews with Rolling Stone and things like that, and wrote a book about Motley Crue and that kind of thing. But um, he uh, takes a standpoint of you know in Bush's America, where how fuck things are, and you need to have a plan B. And so this book tells you how to go and um, get get citizenship in another country easily so you can get a second passport. So, you know, when you get out of the country, you've got somewhere to go. How to hide all your money. So basically you, your personal net worth is only whatever you've got in your pocket at any given time. And everything else is hidden through so many multi-layers of corporations and trusts and everything like that. So no one legally can get, get to your shit. Um, things like, you know, there's defense things and... Um, how to become like a, a paramedic or like an emergency services person. So in times of crisis, you know, you can, because you're one of those first responders, you can basically get out of the town before the, you know, <laughs> before the shit, everything gets closed down and stuff. And you've got access to get through checkpoints and things like that because, you know, you've got credentials and things. So it's basically all that kind of thing. It's um very money laundering. Like it's, it's, it's like a how-to guide for all that stuff. It's sensational. And um, <laughs> it's very interesting. And even if, you know, even if you only take one tip out of this book, you know, it may save your life. So the book, Emergency, This Book Will Save Your Life by Neil Strauss. And that one is available on the Australian store. So get in there. And if you choose to uh, support the show by giving the 30-day trial a go, then, um, yeah, that's a book you Thank can do you with. Thank you so much. And I just noticed when I looked at the book, it's it's like to add to your cart if you want to, if you want to actually listen to this book or buy purchase this book. $26.60. Free, we're offering it. Free, you can get that one. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league. That is audibletrial.com forward slash this week in league for your free audio book. Recaps for round 20 of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Friday night football kicked off with the Sydney Roosters 33, smashing the West Tigers 8. <laughs> ANZ crowd just over 10,000. Tigers in it at half time, but ultimately the uh, Roosters tries the Maloney Tupo, double to Elliott, Sam Moore with a try as well. Uh, Maloney 5 for 5 conversions, a penalty goal and field goal. And the Tigers 8 came from uh, tries to Tedesco. And Paddy Richards, Paddy Richards at zero from two. His return is fucking diminishing so rapidly. It's, I must admit, his his time at the top and his and his good times. They went on a lot longer than Lottie's. But we're we're headed down a similar path. Here. Yeah, except the thing is, Lottie won a premiership, but when he bowed out with a premiership, 
Not for you, of course, but with his career. <laughs> Paddy Richards, oh, Paddy, Richards is like Eddie the Eagle at this point, just plummeting down a ski lift. Sorry, a ski jump. Will he stick the landing over in Catalan? You'll probably win fucking Man of Steel. Probably again. But you probably can't. <laughs> Look, I think it's just about time for someone to give me a cyanide pill. This is getting out of hand. I just want to, you know, I was keeping up with the score whilst I was at Suncorp watching the Broncos game, and all I wanted to do was just end it. I just wanted to end it all. And, you know, I go out there on a Saturday and I watch the kids run around. I see them play with so much heart, so much promise and so much skill. And they go out there and they towel their opposition mercilessly. <laughs> and I was like... This Towels in shine their shoes. Towel as in fucking give them a hiding. <laughs> and, and I think to myself, there's 17 fucking grown-ass professionals out there. You know, there's a bunch of kids. There's a bunch of kids here. Showing <laughs> them how it's fucking done. It's disgraceful. Uh, I think the Roosters were all class. They were impressive to watch and dispatched, dispatched an unworthy opposition professionally. The Tigers, again, Tedesco is a lone threat. The poor kid's next injury, next injury, and he's had his share of injuries, as we've discussed, ad nauseum on this show over the last couple of years. <laughs> the next one... In, in Tedesco's future will be an exploded fucking heart because that guy's trying to do fucking everything out there what is a broken heart though sorry what about a broken heart it'll be broken because like it will have exploded into, and, 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 and broken into 600 million fucking pieces and the guy will probably still be out there running fending people off trying to break tackles getting fucking belted and getting zero fucking help I'll just it's that time of the year Nathan <laughs> Where I'm fucking done. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired about rugby league. I'm Glen Place. Just over a month ago, though. Yeah. Then you've been oh, fucking sunny climbs of Bali. <sighs> smoking weed on the beach. Been thrown in jail for 10 years. And you know what? Any TVs in jail? Any TVs in jail? There's no, no TVs there's in jail. I think that's where I want to be. Yeah. Because if there was a TV, I'd be inclined to switch it on, maybe on a Sunday afternoon, or on a Friday night, or a Saturday, Super Saturday. Maybe you get pay TV in fucking jails in Bali, and then I'd be inclined to sit there and watch fucking horse shit like this game. <laughs> and I don't want that. So fuck your TV in your Bali jail. Just give me a fucking adult-sized nappy. And feed me fucking zucchinis through a crack in the fucking wall. That's all I want. <laughs> fucking, that's a... <laughs> I love that back that picture. <laughs> you just fucking... You just drawn something for Hilgenfeld, haven't you? <laughs> uh, Hunky D said, If a tiger declines in the woods, but it's already in last, did it decline? That's NRL philosophy. The tiger named Woods fucking had half a decline in this fucking game. He's the only thing I've been looking forward to, along with... Tedesco all season. Belted. Okay, since game through your origin, he's been fucking useless, hasn't he? Up to, now sorry, Marty's been suspended for three fucking games for a silly move mm. hitting Maloney. Yeah. Him and Tedesco are the only ones having a fucking crack. Yeah, so that means Tedesco's probably going to fucking ACL next week. Well, these things happen in we don't like We don't like to talk about these things. <laughs> we don't like to mention them. But, oh, fuck. So what's, this, what's going on? You, know, you know the thing? It's one thing to support your fucking team and I know I'm c- 
carrying on a little bit. But it's one thing to support your team and, and sort of realise that they're, they're not in the same class as your opposition and watch them get thumped. And then you watch it again and again and again and again and all of a sudden you think, fucking, you know, maybe maybe I should just end it all. Maybe I should kill myself. Maybe Nate's right. Maybe they are still maybe in Nate decline. Maybe, fuck up maybe I thought the decline had ended, but now it looks like they're declining more than the decline is decline ever. That's hard enough. But then, <laughs> then you've got this fucking gronk of a kid <laughs> whose team's running first. And you get out there and, you know, you're proud of the child. You, the child gets out there and has an absolute fucking cracker of a game against quality opposition on Saturday morning. And you give the guy, you give the kid a rap during yeah. the, the team talk at the end. And he said, and you say to him, you know, you really, you, you let us well out there and we started really well and, uh, you know, we, we ran in a heap of tries and then the yeah. opposition, you know, in the second quarter come back at us. Mm-hmm. You know, and we lifted again, and then in the last, in the last third, sorry, we uh, we lifted, and you showed good leadership, and and we ran around, with it, run away with it, and scored more tries. And his response was, "Dad, you shit at fractions." <laughs> his response was, "It was a bit like when the Broncos played the Tigers, Dad, in front of a fucking group of his peers and all their parents, and." Motherfucker white ant, and you're like his name's fucking Jackson Farrah. <laughs> fucking times like this where you just want to <laughs> just kick the kid. And I know that's not acceptable as a parent, but you need to be there and put up with what I put up with before you judge me for wanting to kick my child. <laughs> it reminds me of a bit of a stand-up from um, Bill Burr, actually, but, you know, people who know it know it, and they can look it up. Um, where are we? The Biggest Tiger. The biggest this tigers, poor fucking this, this bloke. Fuck, oh, I feel, I feel for this guy. Kept him under thirty six. Scored twice. Fergie looked useless. Hash trying to think like a JT presser. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Finance played like dog shit. One by twenty five. Good stuff. Easts. Wally Frogmore. If there's any team that could penetrate a bunch of pussies against their will, it would be the Roosters. Hash Tigers in decline. Accurate. Devonhead. Ferguson doesn't like being manhandled. It seems just like young ladies out having a good time. <laughs> And that's funny, I mean, in a game where they won so easily, he looked fucking dreadful. <laughs> and, uh, Tim yeah. Sim fucking stood up to him and then yeah. didn't like it one Did little bit. Did not fucking like it at all. I think that's a, you know, that's half crack the code for, for teams um, it proves of higher it is, quality than the yeah. Tigers that can actually get up in his face and, um, and but if fucking you've got, give him a little bit of stick because he, he If you've got a centre with, you know, with some balls that doesn't take a backward step... Like I'll be, you know, you know what's going to happen, you know, pending injuries and stuff like that in a couple of weeks. He's going to be fucking pretty much fronting up against Matai and Tafua. Oh. Fucking, I want to see one of those all-time classic fucking just bend the snap the cut in half. You know, not in a way that injures him because I wouldn't wish injury on every anyone. But like one of those, like those fucking tackles that Matai and Tafua pulled off against South the other week. And you know, if just, he has to get you know, a medicab off after that because of the impact, if, then you know, yeah. unfortunately, and I and I would never suggest that a, a man of such integrity as Steve Maddow would would do this intentionally. But sometimes, you know, hands and you know, feet or arms or fists. He hasn't foul up, played anyone since like 2010. All I'm saying is, sometimes in the heat of battle, when you're trying to make a tackle and there's la- arms and legs flailing everywhere, sometimes a certain individual's anus may be digitally penetrated. Accidentally. Well, fuck, you just had your chance. The Tigers just played him. That's the Tigers guy. <laughs> why are you going to introduce shit that happened on the Tigers' watch? Steve Maddow, you know what to do. 
Also on Friday night, the Brisbane Broncos 34 defeat the Gold Coast Titans 0 at Suncorp, a crowd of 27,500. Broncos 34 came from tries to Corey Parker, Darius Boyd, Ben Hunt, Jared Walsh, Cody Nicarima, Alex Glenn, Corey Parker, 3 of 5 conversions, Kahu with a conversion and a penalty goal. Titans, sweet fuck all useless cunts. First of all, credit where it's due for the Titans. Bird tried everything in his fucking kit bag to expire, inspire those fucking useless cunts. And <laughs> not one fucking player went with him. Yeah. Um, he, he tried everything. Yeah. He, he was trying to put a big shot on. He ran hard all day. He was getting offloads away. He fucking was diving, trying to get penalties. It was, you know, anything, anything he could to inspire his fucking useless band of... Mm, I want to say merry, but they weren't very merry. Yeah, no, that's that's not the munted men. Just disgraceful from the Titans. They're they're one of those clubs at the moment, um, and we just spoke about another looking for barley or some other merciful end of the season. It, just on the Broncos, solid performers never looked like losing. Always, always in control. Didn't really get out of third gear to be quite honest. And they won by thirty four fucking points. <laughs> The Hunt, Milford and Boyd threat in the middle of the field is nigh on unstoppable. It's almost like Bennett has come up with something um, a la the, the play with, you know, Lockie to Carmichael and, and that second man, you know, do I hit the lead runner, yep. do I hit the fullback out? You know, everyone runs that play now. Yep, yep. <clears throat> this is like the evolution of, you know, the next play that is going to be hard or nigh on fucking impossible to defend if the... Yep. If the guy with the ball makes the right decision, yep. and if the defence is half a step here or, or hesitates, and and then that that ball runner makes the right call, you can't fucking defend it. He's he's running. You know, we saw it once. Once he threw a dummy, yep, through. Yep. Once the ball went to Milford, boom, inside to Boyd, through. Yeah. The next time, Milford held onto the ball, yep. through. Like, yep. fuck. If they make the right decision, they execute it perfectly. There's just way too many options there, and it all happens in the blink of an eye. Fucking brilliant to watch. Jeez, yeah. they made some meters yeah, I mean, let's, let's, yeah, let's, I mean that, that sort of stuff is contingent on a fucking not a rabble, but you know, Look, you got to you got to you got you to sell that shit. You got to be able to sell that shit, and like it's 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 fantastic to watch against the Titans, but um, you know, against like you roosters and your teams like that, and you know down the business end they yeah, still have to defend it shit. and it's a tough job to defend yeah when you've got three options that are coming at you at a million miles an hour it's it, it's impressive to watch but look the Titans um, it was some of the tr- tries that the Broncos scored were fucking atrocious yeah. the, t- the Titans are the, like, the Titans are playing for draft picks at this point <laughs> and I think that they're they're your fucking only hope or one of your only hopes to get off the spoon. I, I think we're getting the spoon, mate. We've got the storm this week. Yeah, like, okay, you, you might not win this week, but you've got other games coming up. You've got the Knights again, don't you? Oh. There's two points. Oh, fuck, they've already beaten us once this season. Yeah, that was, yeah, but, you know, that was diabolical, though. I mean, surely, diabolical. You, you, can be, you can be better than that, surely. Well, you'd think so, Nathan. You'd think <laughs> we would have been better at any one of the last fucking six or seven weeks where we've been toweled. I'm relying. I'm relying on you. I mean, you're, you're playing. You're playing some teams in your run home that 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 Manly could certainly use losing. 
like, you know, their teams are sort of on or, you know, they're about... Storm, then the Canberra in Canberra on See, Monday Canberra. night. That's going to be minus 300 degrees. If you could fucking beat... If you could beat Canberra, though, for us, that would be a solid... Then we've got the Knights. That's no fucking yeah, that, guarantee. That, that does nothing to nobody, but... Then we got... Where do we go? It's hard to see where the two points are coming from. That's what you're saying. Then we've got the Sharks at yeah, the tip. Beat them. That'd be a solid for us too. Then the Warriors at home. Yeah, another team. Fuck, if you could, if you could Last go on a run... we've got the Dragons. If you could go on a run and beat all those really teams... the Dragons that are a certain victory in that group. You could almost put Manly into the finals with that run if you could fucking put a couple of games together back to back. They're all teams that we could really use losing. Myself. They're, they're teams that I could use all those teams. If you could take two points off those pricks, oh my God. You'd fucking get us in. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, free go nine. Bronx offense really started to click last night against the Titans. Hash manly like. And I'll read that with none of the fucking irony that you intended, cunt. M51 avoider. Well, it's my unattractive man. If your teams get the title and the spoon, this is for you, obviously. If your teams get the title and the spoon, is it a successful supporting season? I don't have teams. You did say we that time though, remember? Mate, that was like three honestly, weeks ago. There are times on this show where I legit look you in the eye and I'm talking and we're having a conversation. I'm actually asleep. <laughs> Shit's bound to happen. <laughs> Shane Aaron Elvis. <laughs> Marty to power. Gee, he goes hard against the little blokes. What a man. Then every time oh. he's confronted, he laughs. Hash to power out. This fucking skunkhead. Jim Man Bear Pig. That West Tigers performance had fucking mathematical written all over it. <laughs> JT, your lies make Jared Croker cry. <laughs> well, lots of things make Jared Croker cry. <laughs> fucking waking up in the morning <laughs> makes him cry. Eating breakfast makes him cry. Seeing babies, <laughs> seeing small children smile makes Jared Croker cry. Erebus Chaos. Milford showing all the signs of being a great 5'8 with forward passes like that. He could be the best. <laughs> Alex underscore day underscore. In the wake of Origin and Bennett calling him a fat cunt, Thide has pulled the finger out so fiercely it created a vacuum. <laughs> Beautiful. Mad Dog underscore no space. Currently researching how to sell my Woomsey's kidney. The big dog the big dog needs grand final ticks. Hash April, May, June, July premiers. Amazing still wouldn't put his fucking hand in his pocket. <sighs> Saturday afternoon. The mighty Manly Sea Eagles 32 defeated the New Zealand Warriors 12. Ended their season just under 16,000 in attendance. And this one, locked up at halftime, but in the end, Jake Turbo got a try. Double to George Tafua, double to Snake. Matty Ballon also with a 2008 grand final special. And uh, Jamie Lyon, four of six conversions to feed the Warriors. Tries to Sean Johnson and Albert Vetti and uh, Lola Heyer, two of two conversions. Well, Warriors season clearly done with Sean Johnson's injury and and possibly um, I don't know how good the surgeons are in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to fucking sew him up with you know the hair of a kiwi fruit or something like that. But mm-hmm. if he doesn't get back to one hundred percent, a guy that relies on explosive footwork and yep. stepping and and speed. And he start maybe what if he drops ten percent? Yeah, puts him back in the back. What if it's more? Bit, yeah, you know. Yep. Um, that could be the next several seasons for the Warriors. You know, they got Isaac yep. Luke and uh, two of us Sheck coming next year, but it all it all hinges on Sean Johnson. Yeah, like, those guys aren't going to do shit. Yep. 
if he's not running the show, yeah. and if he's not the main main man, um, some very very scary times ahead for Warriors and their fans because um, up until this game, they would have been even though this season has been up and down like fucking every season of their history. There was really huge reasons to be optimistic about how uh, how their footy was going to take shape next year, and now it's um, he's a professional and uh, he's a fit. You know, he's young enough to come back, but these things are such an, uh, can be so hit and miss. You know, yeah. some guys go okay, like Tedesco went okay straight up. Yep. Other guys take a full twelve months to to get all the confidence and feeling right and. Um, you just you just never know, and 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 for a guy that just relies so heavily on his footwork and his speed, if he comes back to the pack and and he's less of a dominant player, I think that spells uh, another few more lean seasons for the Warriors ahead. Um, we spoke about Manly, you know, teams not wanting to play them regardless of how they were going. And I know that they, they still are a chance if they win their games of, of making the eight, but... We can still the, lose one or two, too. Yeah, Manly, they're far more than nuisance value for, for the top eight contenders to have to to deal with. They're seriously killing teams' chances. You know, the Warriors... And if we, and if we, if we slide into the eight, fucking we could go deep, too. Right into the year, deep form... You know, One of the form teams of the comp at the moment too. Unwittingly handed yourself motivation to do it with with Tuvi. Yep. Um, you know, if the players truly do want to play for Tuvi. Yep. We'll find out who who wants to. There's yeah. there's a motivation. Um, once, as I say, once they get to the finals, it's a whole new season. They're experienced. They've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, if they play the Sharks or something like that. Yep. Yeah, get them you, out pretty easy. You wouldn't want to be playing. Well, I don't enjoy playing Manly at any time, but certainly deep in a, in a final series when they're on a run and of trying to make it from eight spot, uh, that's a lot to contend with. Uh, just really impressive performance away from home and a very dominant second half helped by Sean Johnson's injury. But um, you can only play what's in front of you, and, and Manly were really clinical yeah. and, and put I mean, Warriors to the sword. You say help. I'll, I'll, I'll say you yeah, helped by Sean Johnson being off, but not helped by the fact that we didn't have a bench for about thirty-five minutes of the second half. That's that's so there was no fucking substitutions. You had guys like um, Felini Matteo played eighty minutes. Someone like Jake Turbo played something ridiculous, like you know seventy-seven or seventy-three or something like that. Willie Mason played about sixty-seven minutes in fucking game. I mean, at his age, you know, like. Someone, someone said. I think it was. Uh, I think it was uh, Kurt Lanier. I think he said something over, over with um. When I was chatting on Seagulls Live, he's just like, oh, "Mate, eight interchanges a year, fucking manly. They're fucking set for the zero interchanges. The game. <laughs> Sorry, eight interchanges a game. They're set for zero interchange rule. Um, just incredible. Um, and when you when you lay all the facts out, when you're like, oh, well, fucking, you know, manly, you know, not in the best form." Fucking uh, the whole two V thing was coming to a head that weekend. You know when he was going to be sacked. There's, you know, it was Thursday. I think the media was reporting that was when he was going to get the sack. And then you have um, no bench, and you know guys like you know key guys like Matai getting you know, knocked out like 20 minutes into the game, and and you know, not being able to come back. 
and if you didn't know what the scoreline would be, they all, you know, you think it'd be like something like the opposite, maybe, you know. But um, fuck, they pulled together. One, definitely one of one of the best wins I think I've seen in fucking, you know, a long time. It goes down with some of the best wins I've had in the last ten years. Because just for fucking guts, I mean, like you know, in this modern age, to lose, you know, to lose your retire bench. And to, you know, and, and when they're ones that, you know, like, it's not like backs you're losing or like, you know, se- second rowers or, you know, like it's when it's actually like, <laughs> you know, you're losing guys like props so you just can't interchange those fucking guys. Sure. It's just tough, especially and then against a team like the Warriors who, you know, with offloads and whatever can kill teams, you know, that can't, you know, that aren't mobile. It's amazing. And they only conceded that one try in the second half, which is like a, a consolation try, like crash ball, you know, from like a meter out after, you know, three sets in a row. Uh, John 17 that's our J-A-A-H-N-N-17 uh, Manly win an NZ asterisk Matty T Seagulls and Warriors must provide their players milk before every game hash biscuit, biscuit cup hash vitamin R do you get that reference? vitamin R no the milk that's a Simpsons thing isn't it? oh fuck you did get it too it's going to warm a lot of people's hearts I thought it was milk like M-R-L-K or something no, I think it's milk. Okay. MA, yeah. yeah, right, cool. Up, sh- Wow, Johnson, gone for the season. Warriors, gone. If only someone had a sign. Voodoo Rock. If Sean Johnson falls down injured on the footy field, the Warriors team, sorry, the Warriors turn into Wests. What? Wally Frogmore. In a game where the clock was off longer than the game itself, congrats to Manly for winning the Hatch Biscuit Cup. Uh, Jim Panzee, 15. Is Mateo off the George Rose diet, or is the Seagulls away jersey just making you appear slimmer? I think it's the away jersey, to be honest. But, um, yeah, talking about the clock, this game felt... I mean, I know I was sweating on the clock running out because I'm like, fuck, we've got no substitutions here. You know, are they going to be able to run us down, blah, blah, blah. But this was a long fucking game with those injuries and, mm. like, you know, waiting for medicabs and all that kind of thing. It felt like it went for, like, fucking hour and a half. I'm oh, sorry, so two hours of, you know, total game time. And just, just through stoppages. Um, moving on to Saturday afternoon, Melbourne Storm 22 defeated St. George Illawarra Dragons 4, and uh, this one took place in Napier in New Zealand, McLean Park, and uh, the Storm 22 came from tries to Asofa Solomona, Corabetti, Proctor, Fanua, Cameron Smith, 3 or 4 conversions, the Dragons, a try to uh, Peter Matautia, and uh, unconverted by Gareth Widdop. Dragons a fair way off the side that was looking to cement their spot in the eight not so long ago. Um, we talk about like April premieres and stuff like that. <laughs> they're like they're, they're, they're more like a July Newcastle. Yeah, July Knights. Pretty cool. poor. July West Tigers. Their fans would have had big hopes earlier in the season with some of the form that they were in. Um, it's all fallen by the wayside now, and and they're in survival mode like a few other clubs. Uh, Storm just just. Absolutely clinical, just giving their opposition nothing, uh, which we've come to expect from them at their best. And uh, I think the the final series coming up um, in the not so distant future, featuring Melbourne, is going to be a real cracker. There's going to be some hotly contested games and, and a close scoring final series overall. I don't know that we're going to have too many blowouts. Um, the teams all seem to, be, seem to be focusing on their defence, which is just like the West Tigers are doing. Um, they're just doing it with a different degree of success. I mean, none. Yeah. <laughs> Devonhead, can Lando's missus please stop washing the lucky undies? If yes. he would stop soiling them, she would stop watching them, washing them. 
Scotty Eel, if they drug test Bromwich straight after the game and he tests positive for Yellow Cruiser, then he definitely bit Dugan. <sighs> it's probably too late to do that now. It's like I hear that Yellow Cruiser leaves your system quite quickly. Basically, when you break the seal. South Sydney Rabbitohs, 52, destroyed the Newcastle Knights, 6. Uh, this one is the ANZ Stadium in about 14, uh, in a crowd in front of a crowd of about 14,500. Rabbits, okay, it's a long list. A hat-trick to Dylan Walker. A double to Alex Johnson. A hat-trick to Greg Inglis. Bryson Goodwin and George Burgess also with tries. 6 for 10 conversions from Reynolds. And the Knights, 6, a try to Cade Snowden. Converted by Kurt Gidley. It feels like the Knights have scored the first try in plenty of games this year, only to get dusted. It's probably fair. Um, it was a nice way for the Rabbitohs to blow the cobwebs out. Um, with just over a month until things get serious and they look to defend their title, uh, it's games like this that they'll probably look back on and, and appreciate the extra run against quality opposition to, to improve their attack, but or to, to keep their attack dialed in. Uh, Inglis... Hattrick, as you mentioned, had a great game. I just get the feeling that he's got that look in his eye post-Origin. Uh, he did. I'll be I'll be putting money on him to see the Goanna at least once every week between now and finals time. But overall, a good win for the Rabbitohs. They were um, outstanding when it comes to you know knowing when to lift, knowing when to. Um, turned the screws early on and, and they went behind early and, and managed to pull themselves back into it and, and come away with a, a big win. Yeah, I, I particularly enjoyed this win just because it shut up a couple of Knights fans who continually, week in, week, in, week out, dispute my worst team in the competition call that I made on weeks and weeks ago. Mitch the Geo, on the field is piss poor, off the field is mind-blowing. Let Carlos go, then side Todd fucking Lowry. Forgot about that. That's signed Todd fucking Lowry. That's a quality, quality signing. I'm sure Bedsy didn't want that one. Probably not. Cavernous Hope. This will make Nate happy. The Knights need to get in the fucking sea. Yep, did make me happy. Swarzy. Hope Solo is tighter than our defence. Hash, things tighter than the Knights. Luke Shark, 74. Gidley and Roberts will be working in Mexico next year with defence like this. Hash, we'll let anyone through. Hash, El Chapo. Cavernous Hope again. I should have got Matautia Ruins on my jersey. Ouch. Most overrated family. Remember this time last year? No, not even. It was after, it was after the season. It was after or, the season. Or, when or they got towards the end there was season. There was never like, a talk of them. Yeah, like Doggy's got them. The Doggy's got three of them. And oh my God. And then, you know, the Knights you know, came in and counter-offered. I think the Dogs would be pretty happy with the way where they're sitting right now. I'd agree. Canberra Raiders, 34. Defeated the Penrith Panthers, 24. Out at the muddy puddle. A crowd of 8,000 people in attendance. And uh, this one, the uh, Raiders double to Rapana, the double to Vaughan, Sean Fenson, Edric Lee also with tries, Jared Croker five or six conversions. The Panthers 24 came from tries to Elijah Taylor, Isaiah Yo, Sigiaro, Jennings, and four or four conversions from the cat in the hat himself. It was an old-fashioned shootout in the West this game. I expected better from the Pennies at home, but um, they certainly went with Canberra for large parts of this game, but in the end, they just couldn't get it over the top of them. Blake Austin was again in fine form, but I think Paul Vaughan was probably Paul Vaughan was probably the option for mine, um, as far as one of the best players on the field. Just defensively, he's so solid, but in attack, which is his forte, he's um, he's using that same strength and, and great footwork. Um, 
to score pretty regularly. He's um doesn't shy away from his defensive workload and it certainly doesn't shy away when it's time to hit the ball up either. So um good pick up for the Raiders. Um lastly on the Penrith Panthers, there's so much so much heart shown by the Panthers. Um Fucking Wallace though. Oh, amazing. Second time that he he played before half time though. Yeah. Half, done his ACL. More than half a game with an ACL. Like that guy's He's a fucking machine, you know. Two ACLs now he's had to, you know, essentially walk off from. I saw a tweet um, today. Not to mention his, his knees and all the rest of it. I saw a tweet uh, this afternoon or this evening that said that um, Peter Wallace, it was like the, the same date. Yeah. Like 2014, you know, in Bathurst. Almost his exactly, ACL. yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, crazy. Maybe don't play on the 26th of July, mate. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> date it was. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it was 26th July. Um, okay, uh, Ives, 81. I was ready to claim ref's fault after the first two Panthers tries, but the mighty green machine stuck strong. Hash, we finally won a close one. Fantasy underscore NRL CEO. Raining tries, sun shining, raining errors, crazy Sunday Arvo footy. Hash, puke, puke, puke. That was that bad, though. And my God, the fucking ref's fault about the head clash that involved Papali and... Yep. Fucking who else? Who, who, I didn't actually see the, the Tate to Tate, but... Head clash. And the fucking refs faulting. Yeah. From the refs fault king of Penrith. Claiming that should have been a send-off because, you know, it stemmed from a shoulder charge. <laughs> Fuck, I tell you. It was, would have been the refs fault the weekend, but... Sunday afternoon, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 18, defeated the Canterbury Banks down Bulldogs, 16, returned to Belmore, just over 19,000 in attendance, good crowd. Uh, the Sharkies tries to Gordon, Gallant and Holmes, conversions, Gordon and Holmes, and a penalty goal for Holmes as well, and uh, the crucial penalty goal that. The 16 for the Doggies, tries to Josh Morris, Frank Pritchard, Michael Leacher, Hodkinson, two of three conversions. Tough, uh, tough gig for the Sharks to get a, a win there. Uh, it was back to Belmore again. It was well supported, and kudos to the Dogs fans for getting um, off off their seats at home and, and going down to support this initiative. Sharkies uh, just managed to have the answers, I think. I don't know that they were overly spectacular um, in what they did, but they just kept grinding and, and putting... Putting plays together that, you know, ultimately kept them in the game and um, they were close enough if good enough and in the end they come away with a really close sport win. Um, imagine if Wade Graham was still in, in Penrith, um, looking at the Penrith side, had he not gronked it up and got on the wrong side of Brandy Alexander and had to get shipped off to the Sharks. He's, um, I think the Sharks get better value out of him than what yeah. they do out of Gallon. Well, they certainly get more, like, you know, just in terms of how many times he fronts up a season. Hands down, Graham. Sure. Um, I just want to know who the, who the leader for most tri-assist by a crash ball is in the NRL. Mick, uh, Mick Anderson would have to, he'd yeah. have to be runaway, yeah. runaway victor in that. Um, whenever the Knights do get on a roll... Um, he or the Sharks. Sorry? Or the Sharks. Did I say the Knights? Yeah, you did. Oh, it's like when I say we. Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? Um, yeah, whenever they, you know, are down there attacking the uh, the opposition line, I don't know how he 
goes about it, how he disguises it or what, but fuck me, there's been some people off crash balls, but like it's taken the defence by surprise. That, yeah. You know, they're going one pass off the ruck and, and trying to score. So, um, impressive skill, and ultimately the Sharkies come away with a win uh, away from home and in pretty hostile territory there at Belmore. It was pretty good to watch. To yeah, what do you make? So, like, the, the rest fault, there's three incidents of rest fault that I can think of. Two of them involving tries disallowed due to obstructions. Yeah. It's like Cassiano, just fucking run through the line, mate. Yeah, exactly. Stop crashing into cunts. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cut and dry, mate. The last being the penalty, the crucial penalty that took place when um, when Valentine Holmes was uh, set up for a field goal. Reynolds came flashing out of the line, uh, allegedly jumping at the ball, but somehow jumping so high and coming down shoulder and, shoulder and arm in bicep contact on the head. Um, Holmes, to me... Probably he probably gamesmanshipped it up a little bit. I think you know, he bounced up and was ready to take the goal when the time came. Uh, it wasn't that high, but it still was high, flying you know through the air contact on a field goal kicker. We know, uh, sorry, doggies of all people should fucking know that that shit's going to get penalised. They've already had a game this season go down that road against the Rabbits. Sure, they didn't lead. Other than. James Graham, who was very, very softly, softly with the ref until he made a call that he didn't like, and then he chucked a tantrum. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's the way of the world. So uh, yeah, no ref fault. The verdict. Wally Frogmore. What will happen first? Being able to talk sense into a Bulldogs fan or finding a cure for cancer? Rev Sunny One Hundred One. Last year, Ennis was simply a passionate competitor. Now he's the most annoying cunt on the planet. What a difference a year makes. <laughs> Maddie McP, 25. The Bulldogs announced a special tinfoil jersey for conspiracy round next week. And then I photoshopped up a tinfoil jersey. Especially, especially bad after this game. Luke Shark, 74. The doggies haven't eaten that much dick since poolside in Coffs Harbour. Hash up up Cronulla, hash I'll smash you. MJ Eagle 23, if only this week in league guys were able to head to Belmore tonight, you could have sold thousands of those rest fault scarves. Could have. Not that we have the stock. But not that we have, yeah, we don't, don't, do not have, do not have a stock. I mean, even though, even at least one, one or two of those are claimed as well, so there may be one left in existence. Maybe. Uh, GT351, GT351 underscore Johns. We were poor, had three disallowed tries, rubbish, overkill penalties, and Sharks just beat us by ref fuckery. What a joke. Nice one, GT. Fair assessment. Um, sorry, Special K Online. Sharks have won six of seven. Loss was without Gallon and Ennis to Manly. Got flogged. Uh, with four of those being away. Dropping bags of dicks across the nation into sixth. Settle down. Remember what happened in 2008 when you were good? North Queensland Cowboys, 46 to feed the Parramatta Eels 4. 1,300 smiles stadium, Monday night footbitch. Crowd of just under 14,000 in attendance. The Cowboys, 46, tries to Winterstein. Double to Tamalolo. Cost Jason, Linnett, Granville, Coote, Matthew Wright. Thurston, 7 of 8 conversions. And the Eels 4 came from a solitary try to Reese Robinson and he did not manage to convert it. This could have been so much more. Um, but... Unfortunately, it ended up a battle of dueling salaries, dueling salaries sombreros. Uh, it was look if the cowboy stuff had have broken, I think Twitter would have exploded even more than what it did. Yeah. Um, given the touch up, they were given the eels, but it was uh, ultimately a, a 
chaotic scenes of, of piles of bodies dressed in blue and gold. Slaughtered at the hands of the Cowboys. Um, I think the Cowboys are actually a long way from their best. And JT pulling the reins, they still won by 40. Which, yeah. that's fucking scary good. I wonder how it translates to, uh, you know, bigger name teams. Yep. And they've got to play the Broncos at some point. Um, teams like that, Melbourne, Roosters. Um, there's there's still some hurdles for the Cowboys to get over mentally before they can, uh, you know, go anywhere near a grand final. In my opinion, I don't know that they've even the last several successful years that they've had. I don't know they've answered those problems, and um, or shown that they're good enough to stand up to that sort of pressure that will be applied uh, from from anyone they play in the final series. So um, definitely good enough by by every stretch, and um, I'm sure they're capable. But it's teams are going to start gunning for them now. Yep, and and that's when you know you're alive and and. Just uh, it'll prove it'll it'll sort the men from the boys and, and prove which teams are uh, are genuine contenders and which ones are making up the numbers. Rocky D, I'd love to see a Tigers versus Eels grand final. The score would be 120 to 118. 80 minutes of pure razzle dazzle and about 12 tackles in total. <laughs> and look, the Eels did. The Eels hung with them in the first half. I mean, I'll give them credit. I mean, they. I'm not going to say they look like the better team, but the Cowboys played like absolute shit at times in the first half, especially with their sure. handling. Um, Andy Kintz, one, two, three, four. Sandow's gone. We can't score. So we can't score. Five, six, seven, eight, four, and we'll resuscitate. Yeah. <laughs> Best of luck with that. Ah, Ben, so disappointing viewing this game from Paris. Such basic errors. That's the frustrating thing. Drop, drop, bloody drop. Scarecrow 23. At least there was some foreplay before Parra got bent over tonight. Previews kicking off Friday night football. West Tigers take on Melbourne Storm at Leichhardt. Fuck me, another Friday night game. They certainly uh, they certainly didn't anticipate <laughs> national the- television slaughter <laughs> of the Melbourne Storm at the hands of the West Tigers. Uh, Robbie Farah, our inspirational leader, captain, spirit animal, Schnitzel burner, will lead the way to a miraculous and favourites victory if not I may just quit rugby league for good I've often said that we've got a good record against the storm um, in Sydney but I'm not sure how that re- how that record's looking these days fuck me dad if we can't show up at Leichhardt on a Friday night after the way we've been going have you shown up at Leichhardt this year though no nah, not once no, not once Tigers by three Three. Yeah. So how's that going to play out? They're up by a field goal, and then they and then they get and a meaningless penalty then afterward. They get a late, late penalty. Okay. Just to ice it, and they're not going to take the. They're not going to try for six after the penalty. No. Nah. They're going to. They're just going to go back like, over two, waste give, up the clock. Give it to Paddy. He'll kick yeah. it from sixty. He'll land a goal for the first time in weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Melbourne Storm. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe it, but they're actually the side they're putting on the park at the moment. It's not their best, but they're actually putting results together and uh, uh, well coached and they're, they're going to sacrifice these little uh, tig pies and uh, 13, tigers. 13 plus 
Sydney Roosters take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs at Allianz, also Friday night. I like the Roosters. I think they're in good form. I think the Bulldogs um, probably sunk down to Cronulla's level on the weekend and and played to their to Cronulla's standard. That whether they do the same or or not against the Roosters is another thing. And uh, I think the Roosters just they're just running a bit hot at the moment and and are tapering nicely for the final series. So I'll tip the Roosters in a close one. I don't think the Roosters are going to flog them. I mean, I think they'll be like razor thin margin, but I mean, I think the Roosters will be in the one to twelve barrier for sure. New Zealand Warriors take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks at Mount Smart Stadium. Oh, Lola Hare comes in. Warriors in are probably about a dollar sixty, I think, on the big on the shoes betting to line, fill. which is weird. I'm going to tip the Sharks. No real reason um, when you look at their side, but um, the fact they're playing the Warriors and there's not a greater a great deal of help uh, for Sean Johnson as far as, you know, really solid playmakers. Uh, Chad Townsend is a plotter. Good kicking game, good passing game um, to Sean Johnson. But it remains to be seen how uh, Lola Hare will go at halfback. But um, I'm, I'm going to tip the Sharkies away from home. Yeah, it's a real tough one. I know when I was putting a multi on, um, I left this game out because it's just weird. Like, the, the Warriors are... Are fairly comfortable favourites, but it's, it remains to be seen how they're going to go without Johnson. I mean, like, you know, last week, you know, you can put it down to the shock and awe of losing him in-game, maybe. Yeah. But this week, if they get beaten by a similar margin, then you know that's all they had to offer. And, I mean, even with him the week before, they didn't score a point against the Roosters. So, like, I just think the Warriors team, with him, we're going through, we're, we're due for a bit of a patch, but without him... Could be terminal, I think, and I think the Sharks might win too. Yeah. North Queensland Cowboys take on the Canberra Raiders up at thirteen hundred teeth Saturday afternoon. Look, Raiders will. I don't think the Raiders will be overawed. Um, they're playing against a very, very good side, but the Raiders have been in pretty good form of late, and uh, it'll be a good test for the Cowboys because the Raiders will ask lots of questions. Um, just the fact that it's at one three hundred teeth. Has me leaning towards the Cowboys ever so slightly. Yeah, I think the Cowboys win. I mean, Canberra's never been a great travelling side, but put that uh, put that to the side. And I think Canberra are winning, like you know, they're kind of winning in shootouts. And you know, when they get up against one of these better teams that can actually defend, they're going to need to be able to defend as well. And I don't think yeah. they're going to. Yeah, I, I just think the North Queensland in, in that kind of situation have more points. Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Brisbane Broncos at Central Coast Stadium on Saturday night. You got a good record up there. Yeah. Um, well, it's no brookie, but it's pretty. Yeah, I mean, they you know, still win. You know, most of the time. Yeah, I, I think Manly uh, might struggle to get on top of the Broncos. Uh, Manly probably have the biggest, bigger forward pack by Bush. A fair margin, I would suspect, but Broncos forwards are uh, extremely agile, and um, I don't know if this was a brookie. I'd, I'd tip the Eagles. Just Central Coast doesn't really do it for me. I know they'll get a, a decent contingent, and obviously have the majority of the crowd. But I think the Broncos, uh, with the way they prepare, I think uh, Hunt throwing long cutout boys, uh, cutout boys. Um, what do you know? Sorry? <laughs> I know I'm fucking tired. I'm struggling to keep my eyes open. Um, yeah, I, I think Ben Hunt 
is is the key for the Broncos and um, tough one. Broncos away from home. I'm, I'm going to go the Broncos. Merely have to win, and they will win. And if the Broncos get too close, then there may be a situation where someone falls on Ben Hunt's leg. Jesus. Or maybe Milford's leg. Maybe we'll end their season too. Well. Just to do it. Maybe. We don't need them. human for even suggesting that your football club would consider such tactics. It just happens accidentally. It's just like the football gods and karma working together. Um, you know, we don't have to do it. I mean, we just have to win just to get the two points. But, you know, if we're going to go in a habit of ending team seasons, then why not go all the way? <laughs> Um, injuries affecting the side a lot but due to the injuries one uh, great thing is that Blake Leary will start um, I love him he's just to come back from injury had a lot of injuries this year and most of it has been caught, was caused by uh, in the early part of the season when Willie Mason ran up and jumped on his back during a game like celebrating or something fucked his back so Jesus so hopefully get back so well, yeah, Willie Mason's not a small guy um Matthew name. The only problem I've got with his side, I mean, obviously Hassan's in there, but he's a potato, and the 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 second tier cap is fucking us in terms of having that potato in the side week in week out. So it is what it is. Uh, Jesse Cena Lafau returns after you know injury and then coming back through New South Wales Cup, which is great. Uh, Michael Cheekham, full of eternal promise, and uh, injured the entire time he's been at Manly, and I think he's going to the West Tigers next week or next next year. Um, he hasn't signed, has he? I think so. Oh, yeah, okay. and with Little John. So you got your new drink water. You got drink water too. Jesus. <laughs> and um, Peter Hicku, still out there on the fire. I mean, if Manly loses his game, I guarantee you it's going to be tries scored down that side the by Hickey fucking. Highway. But down the Hicku Highway by, uh, by Lachlan Moranta and or Jack Reed. Um, I guarantee you that's where it's going to. If we lose the game, that's where it's going to be lost. Hands fucking down. Because Peter Hicku, when, you know, he's, for some reason, he was born with a superpower, a superhero round. He was born with a superpower where his body's just filled with magnets that fucking draw him into the center third of the field. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. He wants to, you know, maybe we should make him lock next year. Um, but yeah, Manly 13 plus. St. George Laura Dragons. Take on the Newcastle Knights. I almost said defeat the Newcastle Knights, <laughs> and that's what I think is going to happen. And, and viciously, Don't give up on the Knights that easily. Look, the um, look now it's okay to give up on the Knights. <laughs> yeah, you know, this this I'm just looking at their fucking lineup. This is Bezzy's first lineup, and I'm just like, two Matauti is in the side. The halves are still fucking terrible. You know, obviously, you know, forced through injury. Some old bodies in that side too with Dave Fialogo and Chris really Houston. Oh. Clint Newton as well. Jesus. I didn't even know that motherfucker was still a drawing breath. That's got to be an old boys yeah. fucking, you know, jobs for the boys from Bedsy, right? Yeah, I'm really thinking that, uh, that the Dragons might bounce <laughs> back and do a bit of a number on the Knights and, and win 13 plus. That's not only the oldest bench in the NRL currently going around. I'm sure of it without even adding up Tyler the Tyler Randall, but, I mean, far longer, Chris Houston, who looks 40, is actually and Clint 20. New. I mean, those guys, those guys have got 100 between the three of them. Easily. You'd think. Or close to. They've got to be older than any other fucking bench. But not only that, I mean, it could be the oldest bench of all time, except from, like, oh, I guess, you know... If you take the olden days and, you know, like, dudes are playing until they're fucking 42 smoking, True. you know, like, you know, like Cliffy Wines and so on, yeah. But, yeah, fuck, no, nice fucking no chance. South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Penrith Panthers at ANZ Sunday afternoon, the Channel 9 game. Oh, I said earlier that the Panthers might struggle to pick their confidence up and, and this is going to leave it down there. Rabbitohs in, in 
dangerous form last week, and I think that'll continue in this game. They um, they'll get over the top of the Penrith Panthers very easily. I mean, just that Penrith Panthers side just doesn't fucking look anything like the way that that side should look. I mean, they their back line has been so fucking ravaged by injuries. Um, it really has. And like you, like you look at South and the Alex Johnson experiment at fullback proved that AJ is not a fullback's asshole. Mm. But Will he's Sim- a very good winger. But Will Smith is not AJ's asshole. <laughs> like, he's not NRL standard. He's fucking hopeless, and he's put there obviously through necessity. And he's going to leak some fucking points. Watch him get absolutely hammered and south to win easily. Gold Coast Titans take on the Parramatta Eels. Seabus Hope Solo Stadium Coliseum, whatever you want to call it. Monday night foot bitch. This is fucking. This this. This is going to be the worst game in the history of rugby league. It's another Spooner Palooza classic from Gold Coast Times and Parramatta. I hope it Eels. pisses down rain and and just to know, make it extra fucking. There's like six field terrible. goals kicked or something. It's ridiculous. Um, the side though. I'm going to tip. I'm going to tip the. Uh, Semiro Dradra four tries. Parramatta Eels win twenty four nil. Yeah, but who's going to get him the fucking ball? That's the problem. I think the Eels with with Robinson. Paulo, Kelly and, and Nathan Peets in the side have probably got a little bit more creativity in them than than the Titans. Not a great deal more, but certainly enough to, to make a difference on the day. And Peets dummy half, past the Radradra. <laughs> every set, every tackle. I reckon... Let's see me decide what's happening. I reckon the Eels are due for, due for a win, and um, I'm going to tip accordingly. Yeah, I don't think they're due for a win, but the Titans are fucking horrible, and um, their side on paper is, is you know, I think it's probably better. But they clearly got, you know, not one, they got two eyes, both feet, both hands, their heart, everything on 2016. And an uncertain 2016 because there's not that much improvement in their squad. Sure. So, um, you know, if the NRL did elect this weekend to shut down the franchise and just move them, move them to Perth or just kill them off entirely before we had to be, you know, sat through this Monday Night Football game, <laughs> I'm cool with that too. That is full time for episode 199. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. So make sure you hit the like button, share the post, all that good shit. Help us spread the word. iTunes, uh, there's no new iTunes reviews this week, but I did notice that we have 290. Well, when I wrote it down, it was 295 ratings. I think it's 296 now. So how about if you haven't been on iTunes to rate the show before, get on there and help us crack 300 before we hit episode 200. And um, it's one of the best ways you can support the show. Hit the subscribe button, give us a review, keeps us at the top of the rugby league charts. Tipping, David Kingston has uh, stretched out again. It's still definitely a two-horse race, though. He's on 98. Matthew Bell, 96. Mikus, 93. And then we have Ben Diggity, Chris Blackwell, Nigel B on 92. And then one point back, we have Solzy, Mario C, Goodnight CJ, and Mad Dog. 
two-horse race, so at this late stage of the season, I'd think. Fantasy, the Wendells in front and uh, putting a gap on now over Rick Grimes, Bitch, One Trick Pony, Top China Dragons, Warhorse Bobbers, The Pool Cues, NZ underscore Magpie 54, Too Much Tuners and Sea Eagle Assassins. I do not have the Pick the Ladder results from DJ X-Plane at time of recording, so we'll have to update that one next week. But other than that, that's it. Broncos fans, make sure you get the Eat Sleep Milf Hunt repeat shirt from respecttheshooter.co. There's a handful of run TMBs and run DMCs left to buy as well if you're that way inclined. And very important, if you want to get a jersey, this is going to be the last time we reprint it, I think, because, I mean, you know, we're struggling it's to get numbers be, for a second run. It's so. going to be the, the end of the, well, you know, the end of season, not too long. and That takes five weeks to do. Yep. What are we going to do? Uh, do another do, release next year for the same... Jersey, we're going to change your design up. What are we going to do? Waist strip. A waist strip. Yeah, I reckon like we reverse, reverse yeah, it, mostly, yeah. yeah, like mostly white maybe, or mostly green. Yeah, and then reverse it. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, it, they, these take five weeks to push through. And I mean, you know, maybe we could twist their arms and say, look, and you know, do us a solid. But I wouldn't fucking count on it. Like you know, they've got their stuff in the pipeline that they need to manage. And yeah, in the scheme of things, you know, we're we're pretty small. A small fish. They do love us. Yeah. So, so big shout out to Gary, uh, Gary Heath. Yeah. So, given that it takes five weeks to produce, say it takes a week for us to get these uh, remaining like eight or ten or whatever we need to get it going, then really, that takes us into first week of finals. Yeah. So, like, I'm happy to bring I'm happy to bring them down to people to give them to them at a local on the day if we get them in time for grand finals. Mm. But need to pull a finger out and hustle right now. Get amongst it. Yep, and uh, I think that's about it. Look forward to the uh, 200th episode, and we'll put a day down. The irony day down of me the... crashing and dying. Before 200? Bef- a week before 200. How sad. Sad story. Sad tale of woe. So female co-hosts, uh, yeah, make sure you, you know, take plenty of vitamin C and Emma. You know, drinking drinking honey and honey and lemon drinks and keep you... Emma's my, keep, pl- keep Emma's my pick. <laughs> keep your voices in good nick and because <laughs> you may get the call up and uh, yeah look forward to the print from Hilgenfeld as well and uh, that's about all we've got time for alright let's do this see you next week see ya Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.